Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aw. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a lovely Friday here in Eastern North Carolina. It is a free beer Friday. It is a fun Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can also watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And you can chime in a uh, question comment concern whatever you got and be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube we'll monitor the chats going on there and we've already got some chatter going on so we will discuss all of that momentarily um we have a, a lot of guests coming up on today's show including brian north to get you caught up on a great sports weekend that is already underway uh, what a day in college basketball the slate tonight is uh, fantastic, so we'll get you up to date on everything that's going on in the conference tournaments. We also have ECU baseball to follow as they begin their three-game series against St. Mary's, and we have ECU softball going on as we speak. In fact, uh, some tense times out there, Shirley Rhodes. What is the latest, uh, real quick, on ECU softball? Well, uh, ECU was trailing by one going into the bottom of the seventh. They were able to tie the uh, the game, and they had a runner at third, but um, was unable to bring that in. So we have mm. got some free softball headed our way at Max R. Joyner Family Stadium. We go to the eighth. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on with ECU softball on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Brian North joins us coming up in a little bit. we got a ton to talk about. We'll switch gears, talk NFL as we do on Fridays. What a busy week in the NFL. We'll recap all that and talk about what's going on in Panthers land with Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com. He joins us coming up at 4 o'clock. We will talk to former Pirate and future Michigan Panther, Warren Saba, as he was selected in the USFL Supplemental Draft last night. And we're going to have Warren on coming up at 5 o'clock to talk about that, how all that transpired. And um, he is a great guy to talk to. He's always fun. So we'll uh, we'll talk a lot uh, about his career at ECU and what's next for Warren Saba coming up at 5 o'clock. And Mark Greenhelch, Golf Shop Radio Show. A meltdown from Harold Varner III. Now, the good news is he played so great for 16 holes yesterday, he could afford a meltdown. But he lost four strokes in the last two holes there on 17 and 18 yesterday. Still just three shots back of the leader. And as we sit right now, play has been suspended due to inclement weather in Florida. So we hadn't missed anything today. HV3 still sitting 
uh three under par the leader at six under par tommy fleetwood and a couple of others so harold still in a good spot because he is trying to get in that top 50 which would get him into the masters field and he is right now 48th so a good final three days of this tournament at the players uh down in florida could get him into uh contention for the masters so that, that's what we want we want to see hv3 in augusta and uh, we want to see him finish out this tournament strong so we'll keep an update on that and see if play resumes but from what i gather talking to greeny it sounds like weather's going to be an issue and they might not get this thing in until monday or possibly tuesday so we'll keep an eye on that as well all right shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt also here the madness is upon us chandler what month is it would you say this is march already had some crazy games earlier today uh, we'll recap those in a moment. It is not a good day to be a one seed. No, it's not. We watched two two go down back to back today. We'll uh, update you on that. But right now, Shirley, hop in the uh, truck and back that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> the truck that is, because uh, we got some construction to do around here. Oh man, we didn't get our hats. I got mine. I don't know about you. I don't know where you at. Hold on. Hold on. We got to construct ourselves a countdown because the ECU football countdown to kickoff is brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alone, David Price. David Price Construction uh, specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Call them today, 919-292-5532. Or you can visit them online, davidpriceconstruction.com, for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. And I got a countdown for you, Chandler. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We are four days away from spring football. Four days away from spring football. What a great time of year. You got ECU baseball going on over there at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And then right next door, you have the Pirates practicing during the spring and that's always a great time you all will also have spring the spring game is slated for april 9th and then of course to start the season next year september 3rd in dowdy Ficklin stadium against the wolfpack of nc state when they make the trip down here to greenville so that should be a great time as well and if my if my math treats me right oh dear <laughs> it is 173 days away from ECU versus NC State in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on your David Price construction countdown to kickoff. All right, Shirley, thank you for backing that thing up with us today. Anytime. Hey, Shirley. Noggin. Shirley's in a good mood. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, Shirley will be watching some championship basketball. More on that in a moment. But exciting for spring football on Tuesday. And we have a uh, we have a big announcement. We got something cool coming up that we will uh, follow spring football throughout here on Pirate Radio Live. So might, we'll have that announcement coming soon. But uh, looking forward to talking some pirate football and a uh, great time of the year, as you said, Chandler, with baseball and football going on simultaneously. All well, right, uh, quick Charlie? update: um, one, two, three inning to start ECU baseball off. Coach Maynard pitching well. He's on the bump, and East Carolina, now you know in softball, when they go into extra innings, you have a runner that starts at second, 
and Ryder was actually threatening. And a great play by East Carolina's first baseman threw out the runner at home. So that ends the inning for Ryder, or ends the, the frame for Ryder, and now East Carolina is up at the bottom of the eighth. All right, so, let's end it right here. Pirates going to the plate in the bottom of the first. Here's the lineup. Batting first, the center fielder, Bryson Whirl. Batting second, the left fielder, Lane Hoover. Batting third, the DH, Jacob Jenkins-Cowart. And then batting fourth, third baseman, Alec Makarevich. And then batting fifth, you have Carter Cunningham playing first base. Zach Agnos will bat sixth, playing second base. The catcher behind the plate is Ben Newton. He'll bat seventh. And then Josh Moreland will bat eighth. It says that he plays first base, <laughs> which is two first basemen in the lineup, which yeah. is kind of weird. So uh, batting eighth is Josh Moreland. And then batting ninth is Ryder Giles playing shortstop. And your starting pitcher today for the Pirates, as Shirley mentioned, is Cooch, Jake Coochmaner. Well, the shift has not been banned in college baseball, so the Pirates going with two first basemen today and no right fielder. I like it. That's uh, that's a huge flex right there. <laughs> uh, so there you go for Pirate Baseball. We'll keep you up to date on that. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. St. Bonaventure had two points in the first like nine minutes of the game. They now have 18, and they're up 18 to 14 over St. Louis in the A10 tournament. Uh, let's 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 talk about the day of college basketball so far. Woo! Give me some uh, tunes, Shirley. So here's what's happened so far. Oh, quick update. What do we got? East Carolina wins it. 10 to 9. And they will face off against. Well. Am I winking? Oh, yeah. I can't do that winking very well with my glasses on. Down goes Ryder. Down goes Ryder. The wink. Pirates win it. Good to hear. All right. Um, When you find out who they play next, let me know. Uh, Bryant. Bryant, who? I hate Brian. Packard? That Not br- that Brian. Brian is my mortal enemy. Earlier today in college basketball, we talked about the number one seeds going down. Texas A&M. Shout out Steve Rockefort. The Aggies knock off Auburn in the SEC tournament 67-62 to to move on. Another number one seed. Illinois goes down. Indiana's magical run continues. They were down... Double digits yesterday beat Michigan. Today, they outlast the top seed, Illinois, 65-63. I want to say another number one goes down. North Texas was 16-2 in Conference USA play. They throw up 36 points today. That's not going to get it done. Louisiana Tech scored 42 and won it. La Tech 42 over North Texas, 36 Davidson, a winner in the A-10 tournament earlier today, 74-56 over Fordham. Going on right now, Cincinnati had a lead. In fact, I didn't watch any of that game. I decided to turn it over because Cincinnati was up seven. And in the time span I watched that game, they did not score a single point. And they are going to lose to Houston because Houston has outscored them 42-24 in the second half to Cougars, up by 13 with about a minute to go. In that one, Arkansas has a 17 to 13 lead over LSU in the SEC quarterfinal. Still with first half there, Iowa got down early to Rutgers, 
and then they poured it on to close out the first half the hawkeyes up 41 to 32 at halftime over the scarlet knights in the big 10 quarterfinal bonnie's and billikens tied at 18 four minutes left to go in the first half in the a10 quarterfinal so that is what has happened so far let's talk about that before we look ahead chandler uh indiana one of those teams that just kind of catches fire at the right time and they are making a run in the big 10 that was what started off the day with the uh trend of number one seeds going down you had indiana the hoosiers uh beating uh illinois and what a, you know illinois with some bad possessions there late in that game and it cost them and indiana advances and then you also had you had mentioned texas a&m takes down bruce pearl and the tigers of auburn clip this is march it is chandler you said it you said a mouthful uh, i like the razorbacks to win that sec tough as nails tough as nails they're up four right now all right coming up later on the slate for tonight is awesome uh six o'clock Mississippi State and Tennessee in the SEC tournament. Uh, you've got the Big East semifinal tonight. Creighton and Providence at 6.30. 6.30, Big Ten, Michigan State, Wisconsin. Kansas lost to TCU earlier this year. They play Kansas uh, TCU tonight semifinal, the Big 12 at 7. Duke and the U, Miami Chandler. Ooh-wee. Big underdogs tonight. Miami beat them earlier this year. Can they do it again? You sure hope so. I sure hope so. I'll be at the breaker watching that game. Go watch it uh, while I watch along with Chandler at the breaker tonight, 7 o'clock. Tulsa SMU playing later in the quarterfinal in the American. Vanderbilt pulled an upset last night over Alabama, if you want to call it that. They play Kentucky tonight, 8 o'clock on the SEC Network. Colorado, Arizona at 9 o'clock tonight. UConn Villanova. That is going to be an absolute war in Madison Square Garden tonight, 9 o'clock, FS1. Looking forward to that one. Penn State Purdue tonight at 9 o'clock. UCF Memphis. Memphis trying to really put a stamp on their tournament resume coming up tonight at 9 o'clock. Oklahoma, Texas Tech, 930 in Big 12 action. North Carolina, Virginia Tech, 930 in ACC play. And then a great one at 11.30 tonight. USC, USC and UCLA. And UCLA playing on Fox Sports 1. Also, Mountain West semifinal. Wyoming, uh, Boise State. And San Diego State and Colorado State are going to tip off around midnight. So, this might be the best night of college basketball so far. Just tons of great games with a lot on the line for some of these teams. Some others already in. But some of these teams trying to still fight their way in. I tell you what, it's been a bad three days for Wake Forest because not only did they lose when they needed to win to help out their their tournament resume, you got teams like A and M, Indiana winning games who are trying to get in, and it just feels like like VCU and Dayton are kind of on the outside looking in, but they have games later today if they can advance in their conference tournament in the A ten. Wake Forest has kind of they've been stuck on the road. They uh they need some new shoes like Bryce Williams the other day. They got flat tires all around and they're just seeing other teams buzz by them, Chandler. Buzz Williams by them. Uh <laughs> you're just so good at that. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, Buzz looked good today in his suit and suspenders. And as you pointed out, Steve Rockefeller going with the suit on the sidelines today. I, I love to see it. And the Indiana coach, who I cannot remember his name, he was in the NBA, play for our, our coach for Let's the Let's show Knicks. Mike Woodson a little bit of respect here. Mike Woodson! He was in a suit. Yeah. The suits are back. Are the this suits is back. March. Rick Patino brought it back. Rick Patino will not be a part of the NCAA tournament. Uh, he probably has dinner plans anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to pumping. Let's get to pumping. Oh, speaking of that, now let me check in on the Facebook uh, live feed. Steve L says Clipper. Clipper. He also says Burgerly. Uh, uh, Burgerly. He says two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt I, cheeks. He says, let's get to pumping. Let's get to pumping. Uh, Susan Deaton says, hashtag fire Matt rule. We don't have a cut for that. Hashtag fire Matt rule. <laughs> uh then we've got who the heck susan says who the heck is saint mary's baseball and where are they from well saint mary's if you're a college basketball fan you've heard of them because they are typically the second best team in the west coast conference behind gonzaga they actually beat gonzaga a couple weeks ago lost to them in the championship but you will hear their name called sunday because uh they will be an at-large in the ncaa tournament i have never heard about saint mary's baseball and it is very random that a team from all the way out in California would come here to Greenville for a three-game series, but that is indeed the case. And uh, they are taking on the Pirates as we speak. We'll get an update from that in a moment. Uh, Johnny says, I could set up a sprinkler in the jungle and no one would get wet. Where is everyone? Well, it is Friday at 3 o'clock. Hopefully working. I don't know. Hopefully they'll join you, Johnny, here in a about an hour or so johnny don't set off that sprinkler don't just, you do it johnny just uh keep everybody get, go ahead and cook up some food have the cooler ready for when everybody joins you out there in the jungle john moody says save 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 thank you john for that uh by the way what is this bush latte what is this bad boy doing sitting on the table well uh we're gonna give it away like george Strait once said <laughs> Just Sorry. give it away. Just give it away. Uh, we have some Bush Latte, a 15-pack to be exact. Uh, limited edition Bush Latte aluminum bottles and a large two-topping pizza to Domino's is on the line today. Bush Latte looks like latte, tastes like Bush Light. Look for Bush Latte at your favorite retailer today. Uh, Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. So, Bush Light Latte on the line today. It can be yours uh, in hour number three. Must be 21 or older and available to come pick it up here at the station. We've got some fisticuffs going on in St. Bonaventure, St. Louis. Bonnie's won the first two meetings uh, of the series this year. We had an offensive foul. We had a bump. We got some shoves. And as who was it? Michael Perry, I think I heard on the uh, on the ECU broadcast after the the Brandon Suggs dust up. He says none of these players want to fight. None of these guys. They just want to get chest to chest, get held back, and then go back to uh, their bench. Nobody actually wants to fight, and uh, that's what we're seeing right now on the court there. 
All right, so uh, do we have any updates? ECU softball winner, do we have any baseball updates? Still scoreless? Uh, still scoreless. Uh, St. Mary's does have a runner on second, two outs. Cooch Maynard is facing junior Blake Mann, who is the outfielder. And a pickoff attempt, and Ooh. there it is. Cooch picks off uh, the guy at second base, and the inning is over. What he's known for. Yep. Veteran move by Jake Cooch Maynard to pick him off. So we head to the second we are he was second. so far off the bag dude. Yeah. what are you doing going to the bottom of the second all right we will uh keep you up to date on that on the uh, buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck uh no news yet as far as baseball with everything being back but it sounds like there's gonna be a free agency frenzy um whenever that clock starts maybe it has started i don't know but Buster Olney tweeted out about 30 minutes ago. He said, veteran agent says the market is zooming. He's already heard about six to eight deals agreed to. So maybe we'll start seeing news on those during this show or uh, on into Friday evening. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the guys are getting ready for spring training, but we still got deals to be made as far as Major League Baseball goes with uh, free agents, guys re-signing, trades, all that. So it uh, could be an exciting couple of days here in major league baseball as far as the offseason goes uh we will talk nfl in hour two and uh nba hornets uh, about dead to me right hornets, now Chandler. Hornets, hornets. i know you're trying to keep me uh you got the defibrillators out trying to keep me clear <laughs> keep me into it but buzz they better win tonight that's all i'm saying that's all you're saying that's all i'm gonna that's, say that's it who do they play the new orleans pelicans brandon ingram hurt right Yes, and then no, also no CJ McCollum. Oh, I man. believe we got to win have a chance to take advantage of an opportunity. Opportunity tonight against uh, Pelicans, which is on the road in New Orleans, eight right. o'clock. Let's get a win and let's get back into this thing. All right, uh, Buzz City. Uh, Cliff, I I just wanted to. I'm checking the uh, transactions page for Major League Baseball. As of right now, only one has been posted. Drew Verhagen. Uh, who was with the Detroit Tigers has signed with uh, the St. Louis uh, Cardinals, and uh, he has signed a two-year contract. What? That is huge. Yeah, that's the only one. Drew Verhagen to the Cardinals? Yeah, you don't know who he is. <laughs> I like this guy's name, I, I, Daniel Ponce de Leon. <laughs> Where's he going? I don't know. But Minor league contract. What? <laughs> Daniel Ponce de Leon. De Leon. There's no. There's not been any big names it, so far. We're not seeing anything just yet. Well, I'm hoping. Where did we, Eric Yardley go? Yardley. I hope we. Uh, <laughs> he went yard. I hope we start to see some of these tweets trickle out on these back uh, backroom deals going on that Buster Olney's talking about. Ooh. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date on that when we hear about it. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. Brian North joins us to uh, talk some hoops. A lot of hoops. Maybe all hoops. Uh, when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday, we'll be back with you after these words.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. The Bonnie's down four at halftime, 26 to 22. As uh, they go to the locker room right now, LSU has a two point lead over Arkansas, 22 to 20 first half playing there in the SEC tournament. And Iowa got down almost double digits really early in that game. They are now up 43-35. Patrick Mason, stand up. (laughs) His Hawkeyes are up eight as they start the second half in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, So we'll keep you up to date on the scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. ECU baseball still scoreless. Still scoreless, but Zach Agno standing on uh, with a stand-up double after ripping one into right field. So oh, uh, runner at second, two outs, and I believe that's Amac at the bat at up to bat. Okay, I'm not sure if that's him or not. Agno is now at third because I'm ahead of you, Shirley. <laughs> he is now at third, and now Ben Newton's at first. So I don't know what Ben did. But it was pretty good. What did Ben do? We'll find <sighs> do that I out. Have for to you. refresh this darn thing again refresh refresh and yeah that was ben newton at the plate all right we'll keep you up to date on all of that let's uh right now head to the pirate radio live line and talk to our buddy brian north wcti 12 who joins us today on pirate radio live north how you doing man clip i am in heaven i bought a rotary phone today wow okay going old school so (laughs) good stuff all right well, we're in the March Madness ACC tournament. Uh, nostalgia of uh, the yeah. days gone by and how we always think things were better in the past. And Did you roll the TV in your living room to watch on your <laughs> rotary phone? No, but how many people posted memes or, or something yeah. this week about how when they were in their school, that's what they did, or they t- played hooky so they could watch the ACC tournament. No, this is a time of year that makes you feel nostalgic, especially when you can't say quarterfinal Friday anymore, and yeah. the games are late, and that's all this other stuff. So, no, we, we just always takes me back. March Madness always takes me back in time. Yeah, and, and always see that stuff this time of year, and uh, uh, mostly complaints about how the ACC tournament is not what one was what it once was, and uh, which is true. That is all true. Uh, but you're kind of getting a throwback feel this year, at least with North Carolina and Duke advancing. Maybe not so much uh, Virginia Tech and Miami uh, and, and the Barclays Center. But, uh, yeah. The TV executives will go crazy if it's a Miami-Virginia Tech final. <laughs> That'll be like the lowest-rated uh, ACC final in, in a while. Yeah, uh, Everybody's hoping for Duke-Carolina again, but you know we're used to that Sunday time slot. It'll be Saturday night when they do play. and I don't know. It's uh, there, There's good things about advancing in time, and then there's some bad things. But, you know, it's, it is what it is, and it's still been really good basketball this ACC tournament, no matter how you slice it. You have overtime games and one-point games and buzzer beaters. You can't beat it. I had a little nostalgia going last night seeing UConn back in the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden taking on Seton Hall. 
and uh, kind of back where they belong, I guess. Looks a little more natural than them playing like Tulane in the AAC tournament. But uh, back to the ACC, Brian Duke. Uh, blown out on Coach K night last Saturday. I know they're hoping they get a, a rematch with North Carolina, and it, it kind of felt like Duke after that was going to come out and just steamroll and win the ACC tournament. That got off to a bad start yesterday against Syracuse, but yeah. uh, it looks like we could be on the path for another Carolina Duke game because North Carolina, one of the hottest teams in the country right now, Brian, they looked great last night against Virginia season-high six-game winning streak. Uh, they were fresh. And you have to remember, North Carolina doesn't go that deep. They only go seven, eight deep on their bench. And so you wonder if at three games in three days how that will how they'll deal with that. But they certainly look fresh uh, in their contest and look good. Where Duke, on the other hand, I thought maybe they'd come out uh, and, and have a little bit better performance. Syracuse is playing pretty loose. So um, Duke will be interesting here to see how they respond in this tournament, especially with Coach K's last tournament. I'm sure a lot will be made about that. And um, but some of these other teams also trying to bolster their NCAA resume. I know North Carolina was happy uh, to get a big win, and they're playing possibly their best basketball here at the end of the year, which is always the right time to be doing it. Armando Baycott setting an ACC record for his 24th double-double. He's, I think, 16 rebounds away from the UNC single-season uh, record. So a lot of cool things happening for UNC right now. And Hubert Davis, who some people wanted to run out of town middle of the season, all of a sudden looking like a brilliant hire to be uh, the next head coach. Yeah, and they're, they're stars, uh, if you will, really stepping up right now with uh, Manic and, and Baycott and those guys over at North Carolina. Uh, we had a string, Brian, of bubble teams losing early in conference tournaments, and one of those right here in the state of North Carolina with Wake Forest, who uh, kind of you know had already penciled in and everything, but right. with that loss the other night, they 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 got a long wait until Selection yeah. Sunday. That's for sure. Yeah. And that was a team we had talked about it earlier this year. How maybe they had peaked early in the season, but they still had twenty three wins, the most wins they'd had in a season in thirteen years. Um, they hadn't won an ACC tournament since ninety six, but they looked like one of those uh, teams that they were poised to possibly make a run and maybe uh, be that team that uh, was kind of. The, the darling pick, you know, everybody's kind of trying to jump on that bandwagon, but they may not be playing their best basketball, and the NCAA tournament will look at that and uh, consider that when, when selecting the field. So, um, yeah, uh, for what was a great year with the ACC Player of the Year and Coach of the Year, they may not even get into the NCAA tournament with yeah. those accolades. Brian North joining us. Got uh, the ACC semis coming up tonight. Brian, you got another year of East Carolina losing in round one of their conference tournament. And now you, you start to wonder about next year. Well, what happens? Is Joe Dooley back? Is Tristan Newton and Brandon Suggs putting out tweets? Newton said something to the effect of, uh, we'll, we'll see you next year, which is a good thing, but doesn't mean, uh, you know, that it'll be back 100%. Brandon Suggs thanked the Pirate Nation for everything. Uh, I hope that wasn't a I'm out of here. But uh, you start to wonder now who's back. And you kind of do this around the country, but it does feel like for East Carolina, uh, there could be some moves this offseason, coach and player-wise. Well, what's the deal with Joe Dooley? Is yeah. he getting a contract extension, or uh, do they start looking for somebody else? And if they're looking for somebody else, who do they get that uh, they finally think is the right answer to the program? And um, it's going to take a special person to come in here and turn it around. And Joe's shown glimpses of trying to do it but you know he he was at kansas a long time and they do things different at kansas and um i don't know if those things necessarily work at east carolina 
So, you know, I don't know. I think some people have to sit down and just kind of have a conversation to see and get on the same page. I think the way Joe Dooley was unceremoniously let go his first time around at ECU, I hope they have good, honest conversations, and it's a, uh, whatever they agree upon, I hope it's everybody's on the same page with it. I don't think you can build a basketball program if you're not on the same page with your administration, and you all have to have the same plan to get together. So, um, I, I, I'm curious to see how those talks are going to go, but I think it all starts with who your head coach is. Yeah, I guess uh, you're hearing kind of the same things I am, which is there might be a disconnect there, Dooley and the administration, and uh, you, you hope everything. Uh, I, and I don't know how I even hope it, it goes. I'd love to see Joe Dooley back. I guess I'd, I'd love to see that. But if he's not getting what he wants, and it sounds like uh, – if you're if you're making gambling lines for it, a uh, I guess a parting of the ways mutually could be the uh, the highest odds yeah. right now. But yeah, that that might be it, and, and it all depends on who you talk to. You're going to yeah. hear from many different sources, but until you hear from John Gilbert or Joe Dooley about it, it's right. always hard to say. So, uh, but I we I do know. I mean, I have some pretty good sources at the program, as do you. They do hear some things and and um, give you some, kind of some insight. And uh, there's still some things at this point. We know there's some things that have to be worked out, including a contract if Joe's going to stay. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, you are always great at the local angle. Anytime we bring up any sporting event, about last night I was uh, just seeing what games were on. I saw North Carolina Central had a second half lead in their conference tournament and uh, turned over there and saw former Farmville Central stand out Justin Wright playing some key minutes down the stretch. He was on the court in money time uh, as North Carolina Central picked up a win. So that was cool to see last night. And uh, and he'll have uh, some other guys that uh, are at a school now that are probably playing D1 at some point as Farmville Central back in the championship, both boys and girls this weekend. You've been kind of away from the sports more so than you used to be, Brian, but I guess some things will never change. You know, with Farmville Central, they have the open enrollment in Pitt County, and so if you want to go play basketball at a power school and get a good look, I mean, Farmville would be attractive. And, and Larry Williford's got it going on. Larry has, you know, started, cut his teeth in, in college coaching, was at ECU for a while. Uh, I was talking with him the other day. You know, he, he thought he'd go to Farmville Central for one year, kind of, until he could figure out where he was going to go next in college. And Farmville's been a great fit for him. He bought a house, got... Uh, several kids, one of whom is a really good rising baseball player in high school now, and and he's just he's fit right in with that community. They've given him what he's needed to be a successful coach there, and and now they're going to try to win their fourth in a row and fifth in six years. Um, and this may not be his most talented team at Farmville Central that he's had. He's no Justin Wrights or Taquavion Smith. Josh Short is pretty good, yeah. Uh, but he he's calling this the this the best practice team. He's ever had and has been a joy to coach this year and he's enjoyed the whole he's had to coach a little harder in a sense this year to try to maximize uh, the talent that he has brian north joining us on the pirate radio live line as i uh, got a lot of basketball going on postseason this weekend we'll have the ncaa tournament for you thursday friday all day uh next week brian so we'll be off and uh we'll not be giving you a call next friday i'm glad to see you're here with us and you survived the birthday party i got a hostage video from you on saturday i was at the ecu baseball game brian so i'm sorry i couldn't come save you but that was hilarious yeah. oh man it was that point where you just you, you look and then you see what time it is and duke carolina's coming on all this coach k stuff and 10 years ago i'd have been right there right yeah you'd have been in cameron yeah yeah i would have been at cameron i would coach k would have sweated on me or something and and uh i would have had fun stories to tell but now all of a sudden i've got all these 
whoever wrote, you know, Lord of the Flies, the oh, yeah. story yeah, where great book. take over an island and you know all try to kill each other. Yep. The person who wrote that book must have done it right after attending a three-year-old birthday party. It was just nuts. Yeah. Those kids, uh, they they have no self-control. They're just crazy. They're pooping. They're peeing. They're eating. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're running. They're doing. It was nuts. <laughs> sounds like a party uh, that you were probably involved in ten or so years ago. <laughs> sounds like yeah, some of the parties they attended. Ah <laughs> yeah. oh, man, good stuff, Brian. Uh, so, any parties this weekend? What's on the agenda for you? Oh, this weekend it looks like I'll be covering some state championship hoops this okay. year. Uh, Bertie girls. Uh, well, we know the Farmville girls and Farmville boys. Boys both playing at Chapel Hill. Yeah. Uh, the Farmville boys, we documented them. Farmville girls have only won one state championship on the court, and that was with the Zulo sisters back in, what, 2004, 2005. Uh, Shirley Rhodes and I were on the call for that one, Brian North, in Reynolds Coliseum. There you go. The yeah. Zulos. Yeah. And so that's been the only one they've won on the court. They had the, the COVID championship from two years ago, but the other, this is their fourth straight year making it to a state final. Uh, the other two years they've lost. So they want to win one on the court. So that'll be a big story. But while Brett Kennedy's covering that, I get the Bertie girls who uh, are in their first ever 1A state championship game. We were looking that up today. I didn't realize. I felt like Lester Lyons' mom had won a state title with them because she coached so long there. But she did not. And so this will be the Bertie girls' first chance at winning a, a state championship in, in, in the basketball realm. So I'll be there in, uh, in, in good old Reynolds to see if they can pull off that uh, – historical feat in school history all right glad to get to see some uh, championship hoops coming up uh this weekend north thanks for joining us man we'll uh we'll catch up with you again soon and uh talk about the madness uh major league baseball's back uh you probably don't care but that was in the news yesterday <laughs> you know it's good I, I i'm happy when it's back yeah you know? i didn't want to talk about it when they weren't coming back right if you're gonna play i'm gonna pay attention and you know, hoping Sean Armstrong, the former West Craven and ECU guy, gets uh, yeah. a shot with somebody this year to, to make a big league roster. No doubt. North, good stuff. Uh, enjoy the weekend, buddy, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Some other guests to get to. Tony Dunn in the 4 o'clock hour. Former Pirate Warren Saba going to be playing in the USFL. And what does that mean for, you know, is he participating in Pro Day? Will he still have a chance to get in front of NFL scouts and what if an NFL team wants to give him a look? We'll talk about that at 5 o'clock. Also, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. His play has been suspended down at the players, but uh, HV3, three shots back at the lead once he gets going again and once everybody gets going again in that field down in Florida. We'll talk to Greeny about that and more in Hour 3 of today's show. More to go. Hour one. We'll uh, get you up to date on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? Well, the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews. Along with wine and growlers, the bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, 
along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All righty. That was a very productive break because you got to hear from our great sponsors here at Pirate Radio. We also had some yard work at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Ryder Giles going deep for the Pirates. What's our score update, Shirley? It's one nothing, and then Bryson Worrell hit a nice little line drive right just inside the first baseline for a double. He is standing on second base. No outs. Lane Hoover up to bat with a 2-1-1 count. All right. I gave Bryson his uh, two spins there for a double on the tilt to Worrell. And the Pirates with a lead over St. Mary's. How about Ryder getting into one uh, there on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Also, during that timeout, the Bonnies went on an 8-0 run. They now have a two-point lead over St. Louis in the A-10 tournament. Uh, Iowa up 14 on Rutgers in the second half in the Big Ten tournament. Arkansas has a three-point lead over LSU at halftime in the sec tournament as we're keeping you up to date on everything going on today in college basketball shirley uh you're going to the ship right oh yeah to the ship we're going 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 to the ship shirley rhodes heading to chapel hill north carolina to the deany smith center to see not uh, one team, but two Farmville teams try to take on the state championship tomorrow. That's right. Uh, Farmville Central's girls will be uh, in action at noon. They will tip off at noon against Salisbury. Of course, East Carolina commitment, uh, Amaya Joyner on that team. One of two seniors on uh, <clears throat> Hollis Harper's team, along with Journey McDaniels. The Twin Towers will uh, try to... Uh, get their second championship in the four years that they've been at Farmville Central. And then at 2 o'clock, Larry Williford's ball club will face off with, you told me who it was. J.M. Robinson. Robinson. I kept wanting to say Robertson. But J.M. Robinson, uh, they will tip off at 2 o'clock. Larry Williford and his ball club looking for their fourth straight state 2a title we have an update all right give us an update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by the buck the buck lane hoover with a double and it scores bryson world the score now pirates lead it two nothing love to get that production out of the nine spot with uh ryder giles and that sets up the top of the order to do their damage and damage they have done with <laughs> Worrell and Hoover. What's going on over it's there? It's a single. I was trying to tell him he's on first. He didn't get to second. Oh, sorry. Single. <laughs> and just as I was about to tell him that, he moved the mic and my finger hit his microphone. Just c- complete chaos in Studio Just B, total. but the culture is fine. The culture, the culture is, is okay. fine. To- total hijinks going on. Uh, Stephen Igo points out that that is Ryder Giles' third career home run and his first uh, home run off a pitcher not named Takota Matoxin. Okay. Takota Matoxin, a Memphis pitcher. Ryder Giles had two career home runs previous to today, both against the same guy. So uh, he finally found another pitcher to pick on, and this time it is the pitcher from St. Mary's. Uh, So we'll, uh, we'll have to talk about that with Ryder coming up monday inside the players lounge we'll recap the weekend with our ecu baseball players 
uh, part of our Pirate Radio guys coming up on Monday with Ryder, Bryson Worrell, of course, uh, Mayhew, and also Zach Agnos. Got that on the way Monday on Pirate Radio Live. All right, uh, so we got baseball going on. Softball about to take on Bryant. They are winners already today. Busy weekend. Chandler's scheduled to do uh, a lot of PA coming up Saturday, weather permitting. Uh, but you got, what, four games coming up? Well, it was four games, and now there will only be three games tomorrow. East Carolina only playing in one of those games. The other teams in that series is, I believe, Bryant is there, and then you also have Ryder. Ryder. There's another team, Moorhead State, maybe? Yeah, Moorhead State. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the four games have been cut down to three. I think 11. Uh, not ah. sure of the times. All right. Good oh, good oh. report there. There, uh, Lane Hoover is now standing on third as he uh, had uh, stolen second base. The ball was overthrown into the outfield, so Hoover advances to third. So he is standing uh, at third base with a... I believe there's only one out in that inning. I'm just waiting for them. They're showing the replay. We're doing a great steal. job, Between Chandler and Shirley, we got the best update crew in the business here. Well, no. Actually, there's still no outs. No outs. All right. Well, because they were showing the replay, and I was trying to, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. get you uh, up to speed. But mm-hmm. uh, Jacob Jenkins mm-hmm. Cowart mm-hmm. bloops one into center. Oh, no. The center fielder made another fantastic cl- uh, catch. However... Lane tags up and scores, so East Carolina now leads three nothing. So JC Hoover, with a, a with a ribby. Hoover tagged third, and then he went home and he scored, <laughs> and Pirates uh, are up three nothing on the um, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Uh, um, brought to you by uh the buck oh, oh you can have a giant bite me on that one and that's making fun of me too yeah but the culture's fine culture is damn good the, here the, the culture is damn good thank you for those updates ladies and germs uh pirates up three nothing early on saint mary's uh as we are following all the action today it's a lot of fun when there's so much live stuff going on we got these conference tournament games we got ecu baseball and a ton of great action tonight more nfl news today i guess this was announced yesterday but bobby wagner well this was earlier in the week bobby wagner released by the seahawks but now in the world of twitter we don't just hear the official like news from the team or even the the beat writers and their side of it we hear directly from the players and bobby wagner tweeting out and let me get his words right so i'm not paraphrasing i'll get his exact tweet since he's the one that put it out um that he was not even notified by the team uh that he you know i guess found out like we all did via social media and that's terrible of course i can't find his tweet uh but he don't said disres- don't disrespect me bro yeah i'm disrespecting him bro after 10 years um of service and you know legion of boom and, and loyalty, super bowl and, and all loyalty. that uh he finds out the way we all did uh here it is crazy part about all this i played there for 10 years and I didn't even hear it from them that I wasn't coming back. That stinks. So uh, that's kind of the, the age we live in now, it seems. I remember a uh, football coach here at East Carolina that learned the same way. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes it's 
I, that should be done where because you would think even i i even had this thought that like pete carroll calls me and bobby thanks so much for everything you've done we're gonna release you i figured that would be the way it goes instead of hearing about it from you know a, a reporter or whatever but that's uh the case seattle looks completely different they already did they had already kind of changed their dynamic with what it used to be when they had lynch and the legion of boom to russell wilson scrambling around throwing deep to Lockett and dk metcalf but now they're going to look completely different the only thing they're going to have there really from the past is pete carroll we'll talk more nfl when tony dunn joins us coming up in hour two of pirate radio live let's get another break in we'll come back we need a break because the bonnies uh have now given up nine in a row they are down five that was quick uh 37 32 second half of the a10 tournament we'll keep you up to date on all the scores here on pirate radio live more to go we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and their famous brunch uh, starting at 1030 on Sundays. Winslow's also has the best selection of beers around. Winslow's is located on 5th Street, right beside the State Theater. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock back with you here on pirate radio live on a free beer friday bush latte on the line we've got a 15 pack of the limited edition bush latte aluminum bottles and a large two topping pizza to Domino's, that is on the line we'll be giving that away in hour three of today's program shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt here we have any baseball updates before we move along still three nothing but uh, ben newton just walked after uh st mary's had a pitching change so we have runners at first and second one out uh in the bottom of the third ecu softball getting ready to start against bryant here momentarily all right uh quick update from buster olney uh says there is heavy industry expectation i love the word industry when it comes steven igo uses that word a lot i'm talking to people in the industry uh this says clayton kershaw will return to the dodgers in 2022 we're gonna have some baseball news uh coming out throughout the weekend because baseball uh is a go with the mlb and the players association coming to an agreement uh here is some big football news that just was uh came out a, a couple minutes ago all right so that we had reports a couple weeks ago of potentially troy eggman uh landing a deal with monday night football well how about this joe buck is expected to leave fox sports to Whoa. join espn as the new voice of monday night football wow now joe buck is also the voice of the world series which is typically on fox so what is that does he take over sunday night baseball as well does he just do monday night football uh we don't know this comes from the new york post new york post uh nypost.com that joe buck could be leaving so you're going to be buckless and aikmanless this would be a great time by the way to get gus johnson back in the fold i agree with the nfl i was listening to gus last there night he goes. on fs1 as he called the big east tournament so he could go all the way 
Tony Don, County Cat Chronicles is here. Tony, uh, are you into announcer news? Somewhat. I was thinking last night because, like, I don't watch or not watch a game because of an announcer but last night i did there were so many college basketball options i thought all right well what am i into i don't care about these teams but i landed on the big east tournament in madison square garden because gus johnson and bill raftery were on the call i chose my game last night because of announcers i won't do that usually with football but i did last night for basketball so interesting is it interesting it is interesting was that a cool neat story cool neat story thank you uh jeff charles cool neat story out of all the times on this radio show that i've come on the first thing you didn't ask me is how i was doing because i know you're doing good dang it set me up how you doing man i'm just living life by one motto Makoda Natoxin. My man Roger R- Ryder Giles told me this. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's my problem-free philosophy. Nakoda Natoxin. Natoxin. I'll have to relook up the tweet. Makoda Natoxin. Nakoda Natoxin. Whatever it I is. Apologize. Out of all these, I was listening on the radio. I yeah. was. I had it. I thought I was going to be teed up. You had this pre-planned I even material. I came in and asked uh, Shirley on the slide. I said, what was that? How do you say? What do you say his name was? Takoda Matoxin. Shakoda? Takoda. Takoda Matoxin. That's even better. And she goes, I don't know. I sounded like Hakuna to Matata to me. And I was like, that's what I was thinking. Ryder Giles goes deep. His first home run not hit against Takoda Matoxin. Means uh, no worries. That's right. According to my man means uh bombs away uh no uh, so joe buck i do think actually i was just so disappointed i didn't get to leave with that sorry about that uh joe joe buck uh to espn that is a big deal because the baseball component is more important he's better at baseball than he is at football i'm seeing tweets now you know monday night football has not had a big game feel since al michaels and did they didn't they just come up with a new squad last year like they've been just flip-flopping every year so it's a new group it was a new group last year they're not even gonna give them another go i don't know if it was year one or two of the three well it's not gonna be the it couldn't be because brian greasy got hired as the 49ers quarterbacks coach and he mm-hmm. was uh, part of that booth. Man, what we a downgrade that is. You know, you know, your paycheck went way down when you went Probably from... Probably so, yeah. Uh, we have an update. Lewis Riddick was... What is um, your uh, uh, update? That was well done. That was well done, Tony Dunn. Got that? What is the update? The update <laughs> on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by DeBuck. DeBuck. There was a tag at second. It was... Alec Makarevich scoring from second on a sack fly. The ball got by the uh, cutoff man, and we talked about it earlier in the week. Yeah. The aggressiveness of this ball club, and it showed right there. 4 nothing ECU. Hey, right. Makarevich. Uh, you know what? Hey, I was doing that Makarevich. too. I, I like dun, that one. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no, no, Although, no, that's the safety dance I'm thinking of. I was notified um, last year by Brandon Manning that it's actually Makarevich and not Ravich. Rev, like Rev, Rev. Oh, I thought Rev. he was going to tell us how to pronounce the song name right. Ah, uh, no. Macarena. We know Macarena is how you correctly say that. It has been a very busy week uh, in the NFL, mm. Tony. Yeah. Let's recap it. So off the top of my head, we first had Aaron Rodgers. Big time news. Big yeah. time money. Uh, there was really no other thought that 
I, I don't know. I, it sounded like it was more he was going to retire than go to another team if I, he didn't man, stay. Man, this was back. all staged from the beginning by, by him, by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, is that uh, he had to flex his muscle last year after MVP season because he wanted to get paid. That was it. Was all the setup for the money. You know, and like I will try to force my way out. You can trade me for all of this. You can get all this, and they'll pay me. Get another contract before mine is even done. Or we knew um, also that like it just didn't make sense for him to leave Green Bay at all. They've only what they made the NFC Championship, made the playoffs before, um, and then there's the teams in that league have no chance. Well, this year they did not make the championship. They lost in their first game. Oh, it was the first game. That's right. They should have made the championship. Was it last year they were in the championship? Maybe they didn't make this the year. They lost to the 49ers. The 49ers, the 49ers didn't, didn't do went, anything. Yeah, uh, but that still wasn't entirely Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was a punt block for a touchdown that really changed that game. But what I'm saying is this: is that you got the Lions who are are not intimidating the bears are in total rebuild mode yeah right they're now. trading people away right now left and right nobody's and the, scared of the vikings that's exactly right so why would you leave like yeah. you're like just guaranteed to make the playoffs yeah it, it really is you're gonna make it what can you do once you get there yeah. for the packers at this point uh mean. yeah he's he does that <laughs> bonnie's though down seven come on guys make a little run here i need this one i need something good in my college basketball life um so we had that later that day we had russell wilson going to the broncos how big of a deal is this for the afc and the the super bowl landscape of the nfl tony it's so so it's just strange to me it's strange that you let russell wilson walk like i just don't even understand why what the seahawks like what the plan for them is at this moment I've uh, seen some. They chose Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. That, Do you think that, that makes is? you feel weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes because you feel like, like they made the wrong choice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and hey, Denver finally gets it. You know, what I'm saying they finally get what they have been looking well, for. Well, they did the recycle. They they tried to get Elway tried to get some QBs. Couldn't was like, screw it. We're bringing in Peyton Manning. Boom. After they went, tried to Super it Bowl. again. They tried it again. Let's bring in Brockett Ship. Yeah. October. Uh, Paxton Lynch. Yeah. None of them worked out. Boom. Let's run it back. Yeah. Let's get a vote. I like, I mean, you know, I mean, I got no problem with it. I think Denver wins this. Now, Seattle got a haul, but they are. Who in, cares? Yeah. They're it's all like, about now. Yeah. And, they, and they're, think about this is they got what? Three first round picks or something like I that? I think so. Yeah. Maybe two. Two. Two or three. They, uh, Seattle traded two first round picks for Jamal Adams. <laughs> Hmm. You know, like, so when you think about it like that, I feel like Denver's just winning. Poor Noah Fant. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> My man, they, his agent came to him. He said, the good news is you're not going to be catching footballs in Denver from Drew Locke anymore. All right, getting away from Locke. The bad news is you're going to be catching passes in Seattle from Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> just a different uniform and crappier weather. Yeah. On a more arguably worse team. Yeah. Uh, definitely at this point. Oh, I saw a good question in this. Is, uh, do you th- who has the better receiving core, Seattle Seahawks or the Denver Broncos? 
That is a good question because it's a tough one. the thought is that Denver is a quarterback away because of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. That's a heck of a one two punch. And then they like to throw Tim Patrick, who is actually yeah. pretty darn good. You know, I had, yeah. like uh, picked him up on the fantasy waiver wire and he like helped my team a little bit. But um, I think it underestimates one player. If everybody A man that's is. been overlooked his entire career. Tyler Lockett? Yeah, little baby Lockett. Yeah. I would say Seattle has the better receivers if we're playing Madden and everybody's healthy and 100%. Yeah. DK, and Metcalf isn't acting like a diva. Yeah, DK is He's going to really, have to prove something. Like, he's going to have to earn it back right now. I agree. Uh, he has not lived up to his billing. He kind of... Seattle like got a steal with him because he slipped in the draft and it was man he is overplaying his value yes. when he was drafted and now he has gone the but then complete he, opposite yeah he bought into his own hype a little bit too I much i think maybe. so and you're right about lockett he is one of the most underrated guys he's awesome dude talking about overplaying for where he was drafted he has been fantastic and k-state kind of bummed for him because he had a a great connection with russell wilson does he have that with their next guy yeah, I mean, you know, you wonder if he is not as, I mean, obviously not as productive uh, if without Russell Wilson. You got to argue that he won't be unless they get somebody really freaking good. Um, you know, one of the, Tyler Lockett came out the same year. One of your favorite players, Who's that? Jamison Crowder, both kind of undersized. I think they both came out in the same draft. Well, that means Hardy did too because he was drafted right before. Crowder was drafted right before Justin Hardy. Yeah, I believe. we had Justin Hardy on the show earlier this week. Oh, really? He's going to play for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Nice. He has signed in the Canadian Football League. The man with the yellow gloves. We'll talk to another former Pirate, Warren Saba, who was picked up in the supplemental draft last night by the Michigan Panthers of the USFL. So uh, we'll talk to Warren coming up at five o'clock on today's program. All right, the other news from the week. The Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this. Who's going to take the first snap in Commanders history? It appears it will be Carson Wentz. I've seen a lot of this today, Tony. I want to hear from you and Chandler. Carson Wentz is a top blank quarterback in the NFL. What number comes to mind? Are we are we supposed to fill that with a cuss word? or? <laughs> Give me a number. Ooh. A digit. Uh... I'd say top 15. Wow. Okay. Chandler. I'll say uh, top 12. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, I thought Y'all I Y'all are gonna, higher than I am, I, I think. think 15 to, I think 15 to 20, I wouldn't argue with you. I'm sure we could make a list of people that I would probably... T- but I put him in that Let 10 me, to 20 range. I'm just going to look... 10? No. Well, what? I mean, I don't know about 10. No Yeah, chance. okay, let's go. We could go through them. It's like, so you can't count can't right. on Brady anymore. So. Brady. No, huh? Brady's gone, bro. Well... Bro. bro. I guess bro. he is for now. All right. Uh, I'm just looking at yards, so... Herbert is Herbert above uh, yes. Wentz. Stafford yes. is above Wentz. Mahomes, yes. Carr, yes. Joe Burrow, yes. Dak Prescott, yes, yes. Uh, Josh Allen, yes. yes, yes. Aaron Rodgers, yes. yes. So we're at eight. Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray yes. yes. That's a nine. Matt Ryan, yes. Okay, Matt Ryan makes ten. ten. All right, so now, now I put him in the category. All right, who's Kirk next? Cousins, no. Who's better? I Wentz. think they're like the same. I do too. Kind of. I'm like, going to go Tony, Wentz. you said to me the other night, you said you read something about, hey, what if Kirk Cousins just goes back to Washington? And I said that kind of just happened. Yeah. With uh, with Wentz. You like Wentz more, Chandler? 
Yes. Hmm. I think that is right there together. Uh, Jimmy G. Uh, no. Wentz is better? Yes. Ryan Tannehill. I feel like if I say... Um, oh, by the way, Russell Wilson's better, so that's 11. Oh, yes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So we're at 12 right here, which yeah. is Chandler's number. Yeah. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to give... Stop there. Stop the count. <laughs> Stop the count. I think we might be on the We're kind of on the. Uh, I would say yes, that Tannehill is same class. I'd rather well, have Tannehill than Wentz. Well, I think. we saw late in but the regular season and in the, the playoffs that Tannehill is a turnover machine, too. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to the playoffs. I would love to be in the playoffs. I think names, another name on this list that would be of note would i just oh, sorry hold on uh trevor lawrence oh lamar jackson okay lamar, lamar jackson yeah. is way up we yeah. gotta put him way so up. now now we're at 13 did anybody yeah. get hurt last year that is uh not going to be on this passing list so is he um daniel Jones. like it's, it's kind of like the Jameis winston um kind of group you know like he is in this next tier oh baker like is baker Mayfield better than him would you rather have baker or wentz probably baker (laughs) but maybe a hair and i feel like that's also just because the last we got that terrible year in philly and he was not that bad in indy last year what was the touchdown to 27 to 7 that's not awful yeah yeah, he's okay. He's a top half. What did I say? 15. He's the top half of the league quarterback. Yeah, he's in that 13 to 18 range. Like, we can quibble over, you could say What's Trevor, funny Lo- is, Trevor Lawrence a, has got a higher upside. Yeah. Um, Mac, trying to think. Maybe you could say uh, Zach Wilson. You know, other names, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Zach Wilson. Like, Teddy Bridgewater, he's better yeah, than Daniel him. Jones. Like, I mean, he's all, like, in this group of, like, maybe even on the more accomplished side. There is a there is a huge, like, drop-off after 12, right? We're like, getting into the... Like, he is not in that class of 12. He's not even... No, but he's, he's better than 14 through the other ones. He's almost in his own... I wonder him and how... Kirk Cousins are right there together. What? How much is it... Uh, him being bad or not being Josh Allen. You know, it's like you had such high hopes for him in the beginning and he came out and kind of started hot as a young player. He, was, he got MVP votes. And if yeah. he didn't get hurt that year, Foles came in to win a Super Bowl. He was on the track to win MVP. I just haven't seen anything that has been... I, I didn't watch that Philly year where he had all those picks. And yeah. that's where everybody is holding on to the narrative because he last, fumbles a lot. He makes he throws left handed. He makes some dumb plays. Yeah. Well, so did Josh Allen two years ago. Okay. But uh, no, I mean I don't know. I don't think it's the worst. Yeah. I mean, head, shoulders, knees, and ankles. He's uh, better than what they had. I will uh, give him that. All right. Uh, well, that's kind of. I mean, he's kind of like the same as Taylor Heineke. No, he's better than Taylor Heineke. Mm, we'll I, I like Heineke, yeah. but he's better than Taylor Heineke. Um, Heineke! Thank you. All right, so that was uh, kind of the the on-the-field stuff. We'll talk gambling when we return, Tony. Ooh, yeah. Calvin Ridley. And uh, a few other moves made this week. Also, uh, Tony actually made me aware of the Jerry Jones story. 
the we'll, love uh, child we'll get into that too because there's a bit of an update on that i guess uh we'll talk about deshaun that watson too. deshaun watson news we need a legal analyst to join us because there's some news on deshaun watson more to go pirate radio live we're back with you after this Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. And welcome back. St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner. There's no better way to celebrate than with your friends at Christie's Europub next uh, Thursday, March 17th. Christie's Europub on Jarvis Street in Greenville will have a full day of fun starting at noon. And as always, Christie's will have some awesome food and drinks for you to enjoy along with live music from the Still Shakers. For more information, check out Christie's Europub on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can visit them online at christieseuropub.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All righty. Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. The Bonnies cut it to one with a three-pointer. 234 left to go. St. Louis up 52-51 to 51 on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dabak. Dabak. Any updates from Clark LeClaire Stadium? Ryder was able to put a run up on the board, so they lead it 4-1. to one, And Bryson Worrell came very, very close to hitting one out. So he is up to bat as we speak in the bottom of the fourth. Right. On the softball side, uh, not so good news for East Carolina. Uh, East Carolina. Carolina. Yes, that's that formal in me that's hey, coming out. East Carolina. Um they are in the top of the first inning, and Bryant has jumped out to a 5 nothing lead Holy on the Pirates. Moly. Can we talk so. about the softball uniforms right quick? Man, those are fire. The yeah. all yellows. Yeah, With the but, curse of Pirates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite Steve Miller song is uh, Big Old East Carolina. <laughs> we got i like how he flexed and he barely has any muscles he's giant don't talk about osun osun i like him yeah that's his thing he is uh bonnie's just took a lead he needs to sink this free throw because chandler what month is this by the way this guys this right here this is march thank you tony how many marcher how many college basketball games have you watched uh, how many watch alongs have we done with together? You watched ECU take on uh, Oklahoma? Yeah. <laughs> that so maybe three. So that was a pretty good game you saw. Yeah. Um, are you, uh, you're filling out a bracket though, right? Mm, probably not. But you, you surprised us last year in the oh, AAC I know. tournament uh, against UCF. You showed up. That's right. And then I Is also college- came in second in the Pirate Radio brackets last year without watching oh, yeah. any. <laughs> That's uh, right. Of course. Is it basketball. you that said you like to listen to the games on Pirate Radio? Like basketball? That was something we had on radio, and you were like, I don't watch it, but I'll listen to it. Like Usually you're... baseball I like to listen to on the radio. Like the but, Orioles or whatever? Yeah. Uh, we will have wall-to-wall coverage of the NCAA tournament here on Pirate Radio next Thursday and Friday all day. So, uh, Tony, no show next Friday. Uh, but we still have news to catch on from uh, catch up on it from this week. What was the McCaffrey thing? It was like Christian McCaffrey is not 
on the trading block but the panthers are listening to offers was that yeah um but this is like again this is just news like when you have so many people that have to write incessantly about everything so it's nothing it's a nothing it's a nothing burger i I mean is that look is if scott fitter said this on the radio months ago is that look we don't want to trade christian mccaffrey he's a fantastic player but you know you have a due diligence to answer the phone when people call yeah you know, so if people call, ask him what do you you know, and, and you offer, listen. and you just listen. So that doesn't mean you're trying to actively shop him. And I don't think it's in the Panthers' best interest. I'm I'm in the minority right now. It's a popular take for Panther fans to say trade away Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm in the minority, I guess. It seems like in saying that that's like the worst thing to do. Uh, let's see, projecting ranking the NFL free agent pass rushers. Uh, number one, Hassan Reddick. So you signed him to a one-year deal last year. Yeah, what what a steal he was! Is eight million dollars he got paid, and he had uh, eleven sacks. So he's going to get paid, but it will not be by Carolina. Not by Carolina. I mean, and because here's the thing: is that Hassan Reddick is a, a, a elite pass rusher, but that's kind of what all he is, and that is, you know, we have an undersized other defensive end in Brian Burns, speed rush. You know, you can't be so one dimensional and that's kind of the Hassan Reddick problem is like instead that's why you want to be a Von Miller you want to be a Julius Peppers is they have speed and power so he's going to get some money he deserves to get some money but the Carolina Panthers defense I think it's too one dimensional if they uh, bring him back so, this is a going down to the wire clip. I know yeah, you're nervous. I feel like you want me to just to do, do the rest of it, the we show, show while you watch. Do. We got a little good in there. Okay. We got a one-point Bonnie's lead. We have 125 left to go. We also have an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall school board presented by the Buck. The Buck. Lane Hoover, a chopper Hoover. between first and second. It will score Ryder Giles. And now the Pirates have a 5-1 to one lead, man on first and second in the bottom of the fourth thank you for that update chandler honeycutt chandler and tony so hassan reddick would probably go on a list and it's a foul of panthers that you liked in 2021 that will not be back in 2022 correct who else is on that list stefan gilmore yeah barely like that's it and that's it that's it that's the dante jackson maybe i think he's gonna be back Maybe he's going to be a Panther. What is he uh, on? Like a rookie deal? Is he still on his rookie deal? Yeah. yeah, Dante becomes an unrestricted free agent. I'm trying to think of anybody else that I care about. Yeah, a guy that I really like last year. We already signed back Frankie Louvu. Um, yeah. So, um, which is I wouldn't even care if we didn't sign him back. So no, we have DJ Moore's under contract. Robbie yep. Anderson was he a multi year? He unfortunately is going to get paid sixteen million dollars or whatever it is, something like that. Do you not like him, or year. do you not no. like his contract? I don't dislike him. It's just like here's the thing: is like he's a player that is replaceable. Yeah. At the end of the day, so yeah, I'm like, like I'm glad. I just uh, there's nobody on this team that I feel like we have to go and keep. Right. Just straight up, like they, we got to have, and that, and Hassan Reddick is the guy that anybody. Sh- that's the closest you could come to that. And maybe I'm being a little disrespectful to him about that, you know. So, well, Ian Thomas is going to be back. Ian Thomas is back. <laughs> I'm more interested in new players rather than the players on this cruddy Panthers team. We've been, <laughs> we've had, we've gone five and eleven or whatever it is for the last four years. 
I'm interested in players who are are going to make our team or on the team that goes better than five and eleven. Well, we saw a uh, super fan hashtag Fire Matt Rules Susan Dean's uh, picking up some dinner at AJ's the other night when we were about to start trivia, and y'all had an interesting discussion, Tony. About you said I didn't know what the hell you were talking about when you said I'm ex- I'm excited about this next year, and you said. Because it's either going to be a way above expectations and you'll make the playoffs and that'll be fun. Or it's going to be the expectation. Or it's going to be a complete collapse. Matt rules out and we're starting over. The worst cleansing, is the, as you said. the purgatory of a, well, six wins. He's probably out. Done. Seven. Done. So like eight is Done. where. Okay. Well, so what's bad? Nine wins? Like, I think nine wins is like at that one is like that might get the job. You miss the playoffs by a game, but Matt Rule stays. That is the worst scenario. And the other worst scenario kind of has to deal with Deshaun Watson. I know this sounds strange. The Panthers acquire Deshaun Watson and we sell, we do whatever farm selling we have to. Yeah. And he is injected into an offense that has a lot of firepower or some some notable firepower with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr., and Christian McCaffrey. You go and get some offensive line men in free agency. And all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson comes out and leads you to 10, 11, 12 wins. I actually think that's a bad scenario. (laughs) Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Is it all about because of rules? Yes, it's going to save his job and make him look like a good coach, and he's not. Call a foul! That's the only thing. What do you think about that scenario, Chandler? I, I, I mean, like, I, I, that's, I, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Tony. Tony. Yeah, but that's look, crazy. what is that? You're man? winning sudden, 11, 12 oh, games, Mac, oh, and that's a oh, bad sudden, thing. Ben McAdoo's awesome. Matt Rule's awesome. Ever, all these dudes, like, no, it turns but you're out winning football Sean games. Watson is awesome. Well, then make me the coach. <laughs> <laughs> you need good players to win yes, games. Yes, you do, but I don't I want love anybody that idea. to be what? fooled by Matt Fool. You don't want fool's gold, right, fool's as you gold. always say. Yeah. I, and what is this about David Tapper what hiring? Uh, hold on. We got too much. Oh, jump ball. I hate these refs. Whose ball is it? Bonnie's up one. I guess it's going to be St. Louis ball. He's just a, like chaos right I know. There. On the last two plays, fouls everywhere. Where is the jump ball? He's got it. That was not a jump ball. And now St. Louis leads by one. 17 seconds. Oh, my God. Timeout. Um, Tony, Matt Rule has been a great coach in college. <laughs> Tell me. Explain that to me. How is he great? He had a temple program, and he, he was, did. He made Baylor, who was one and eleven in his first year, and in his third year, they yeah, were but in the, two they years were before the, that, Baylor was like awesome. So, like, let's not act like he was. He just all of a sudden made uh, Temple into a national championship winner. Did they lose, Shirley? What, what are y'all laughing at? I don't know what Shirley's She's ahead. At. She's got no, no, no. He was saying they were something, and I said in the men's section. <laughs> <laughs> hey, West Hines reference always Which, gets a lot. Yes, that was a reference, but I did not realize my microphone was still on. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that you would uh, be mad about a twelve and five season. Gosh, that is nuts, Tony. You are insane because of the hate of a coach. Now, I'm not a I'm not a Matt Rule fan. But if we're it. winning, why those not? Hates, that why do you hate? That hate personally hate him so much. 
because he is a bum, dude. But not if he goes 12 and 5. He wouldn't go 12 and 5. He just, Deshaun Watson would go 12 and 5. That is you're That you could put me up there. You know when like this is not personal as business for you this is personal i, I agree with a lot of things that you say tony and that is definitely not one so all right so you're ready for your uh, look Deshaun i'm ready to win 12 the, games you're yeah, damn right i'm ready to win 12 you're games. gonna say man matt rule is the truth three two short my team suck get in oh foul oh they caught a foul oh my goodness what a bailout this is nuts what? i can't do this show right now what a bailout so that was a uh, 1.1 gigawatts there is can we take a break yeah we'll take a break i want to watch this all right oh yeah he clearly fouled him what a break the bonnies get now you got to make free throws 1.1 second to go and the bonnies are going to the line with a chance to win it 1.1 we'll take a timeout we got more tony dunn and crew after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Uh, we got breaking news. Good. Tony doesn't want Deshaun Watson, so oh, whoa, whoa. didn't say that. You, pre- you, you assuredly did say. Yeah, no, I want Deshaun Watson. I just don't want. You want him to suck when he gets no, there. No, I want us to go twelve and five and still fire Matt Rule. Or yeah, that's exactly what I want to happen. Adam Schefter reporting Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges. Let the trades begin. I think that we sort of expected this because like imagine if you did get charged and it took this long like man the justice system really dragging its feet to take two years to put some charges against somebody did washington get carson wentz a few days too soon (laughs) can we uh can we put him in a trade package so now uh that that's huge um that it's out there like that you can expect it or not but now that it's official now teams can start going to work as far as bringing them in. So there you go. Uh, my God, you just had mm. a guy that's been playing basketball for St. Bonaventure forever. Lofton missed two free throws with one second left. They are done. They're not making the tournament. And I am done officially with St. Bonaventure. No longer a fan. Not been a, not a fun little ride these last two years, but i have no ties to them i shouldn't put myself through that i do that enough with ecu basketball there's no reason for me dead to you to have to watch a a team choke like that at the end of a game if you want to see how clip reacted to the game i just posted on twitter thank you saint bonaventures for now i have to do a show for another hour and 20 minutes with a madman a mad sports better i'm all right named clip brock i'm fine who absolutely lost his bleep during the break. Well, yeah. Two free throws. 
Oh, I know. Not only, I know. not only two free throws, but a layup on the missed second free throw that could have won the game. And we locked arms. Even Tony was helping us out. We locked arms. Yesterday during the live watch along, Tony, we locked arms 12 times. ECU, <laughs> really? ECU, 12 of 12 from free throw line. Nice. Didn't miss a shot. We locked arms twice today, Chandler. Missed, missed. them both. <laughs> was it the Illinois game? Uh, yes, yeah. it was the Illinois game, and we did it with like five <laughs> minutes left in the game. Mm. And there was like plenty of game left. And then, but now there was a good. That's that was a good time to do it there. Unfortunately, it did not work for the Bonnies like it did for the Pirates yesterday. Maybe that's just a pirate thing. We're all pirates here, so maybe it just doesn't work for other teams. Mm. So maybe we should not do that again. Chandler has the aftermath of what took place during the break, and that was me taking a off perfect my toss State Bonaventure shirt and throwing it directly into the trash where it belongs. The Bonnies are not only my favorite team, they might now be my most hated team in all of college sports, college athletics. Oh, how the turns table. <laughs> All right, Tony, uh, we'll wrap up some uh, NFL talk here. Um, Deshaun, well, Deshaun Watson where is Where does the he talk. go? He'll be a Panther by Monday. Yeah, I think Carolina is like a top destination right now for him. Not by, but like what he wants necessarily, but uh, who's willing to give the price of whatever it takes to get him. Unless Miami tries to dark horse this and like they've been – you know, slight a handing everything, saying we're good with Tua. Wasn't it Flores that really wanted him? Yeah, and it wouldn't be ironic if he leaves. Yeah, yeah. and they get him. Yeah, that would be interesting. Pit- Pittsburgh is a name. Some yeah. people have talked about the Giants are a name. Some people have mentioned, um, and Seattle, who has just acquired some firepower, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have a lot of first round picks. I think they, like I said, they traded some for Jamal Adams. So it's not like they've got like a, a lot to offer. It's really at this point, I think, going to be number one is which team offers Houston the sweetest of sweet deals. And then the other is which of those teams does Deshaun Watson okay? How about if you could uh, bet money on what division will Deshaun Watson play in? I'll take NFC South. Yeah, I mean, that's a I good look. I could legitimately Tampa. see him going to every team in the South, including the Falcons, if they are ready to – I don't know what the financials say about Matt Ryan, but he is not the long-term quarterback there at this point. No, I mean, he's actually making probably close to what Deshaun Watson will make. You know, but I, if, if one thing is that Matt Ryan is a reasonably attractive – man. <laughs> wouldn't go that far but quarterback option for another team that's like bridging it yeah you know so i mean he might be not might not be the cheapest may not be the cheapest um so it might be a lateral move when it comes to the finances for houston but if they can get a bunch of the um those assets and not be terrible but they got i mean i don't know they gotta wonder what they're gonna do with what's his name miles Davis, not no, miles davis davis mills Chandler loves the line. The miles. What is it, Chandler? It's like miles. If, if filling in the blank is cool, then I. Oh yeah. If peeing in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Um. Well, I go calls him David Sims. So nobody can get David Smills' name right. Poor guy. He actually was pretty decent. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're gonna have to decide if they want to kind of build. Let's we'll see if he can grow. Yeah. Uh 
there, then you've got this side of the Deshaun Watson discussion. Susan Dean says, I don't want Watson never, ever, ever. We're freaking desperate for any creep. Let's get Antonio Brown while we're at it. So, you know, what? I'm if, okay with it. What's the pushback going to be for, you know? None. The, I'm telling you this. You're going to get a few people that say that, and then it's just going to go away. I've just reconciled that the world really doesn't care about stuff. Like, we try to we act care like about we our own lives, yeah. but not really anything outside of We try of to care about everything. We try to care about COVID. Now we're on to Ukraine. You know, like, it's just, it's all just talk. You uh, Especially in the NFL, come on. I mean, in fact, we could go on to say this. is Let's talk about this Calvin Ridley uh, news because should we care about that? We should – no, not really. I mean, we should care if he is actively root betting against the Falcons when he's playing. Or even for the Falcons in general. I think I think he – I am – pro- this will probably surprise you is I don't have a problem with the suspension. Like, is I know it's not – people say it's not a lot of money, it's not this and that, but – and then the other argument, and this one's a little tougher, is that they'll say, you know, well, look, you got somebody that beat up their wife and gets yeah. six-game suspension, and you're missing a year. I saw a player came out. Was but, it Slay, maybe? Yeah, Darius Slay did. Uh, but one thing is that the integrity of the football game is kind of important. And I agree. I agree Because, with that. like, if we all want to really believe in it and pay the money for it and – um, even gamble on it ourselves, we cannot have any fear that a drop ball may have been intentional. Yeah. So, like, I know that the amount of money here may not be uh, significant, but I do think, like, you can't have any at all when it comes to gambling um, exceptions, leniency. It just stinks. He should have just been smart enough to get his friend to place a bet for him. Right, or not done it on an official NFL partner like he did. Yeah. Where they're able to look through the usernames and see not Calvin Ridley, and that's Calvin Ridley, whatever his username was. <laughs> did somebody, somebody said that's what it was. Nah, I, I don't somebody know if that's true. Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. <laughs> did you see that? There was a tweet flying around that said that is that. Real Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blue check Calvin Ridley. I'll tell you this. If there wasn't before, now everybody's going to have that username on DraftKings and FanDuel. <laughs> Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's picks. Um, he was... That's going to be the name of my fantasy team. And he had already been caught, so why not? But he was almost like too upfront. Like When he kept tweeting the other day, I wanted to be like, Calvin, just, like, just, just be quiet. Get rid of it. Um, he was upset, man. He lost $11 million. Oh, boy. Uh, John Morosi tweeting out the Braves have been in touch with Oakland about Matt Olson in the event that Freddie Freeman signs elsewhere. Just sign Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Many in the industry expect Freeman to sign before Carlos Correa among top free agents. What? That's going to piss me off. There's no reason Freddie Freeman should not be a Brave for life after winning a World Series. No reason at all um all right what else anything else uh adam schefter no surprise says expect the uh texans and or the watson talk to heat up to let's see trade market for deshaun watson now expected to ramp up quickly houston will be opening to move him i guess open to moving him and multiple teams are expected to be okay that's not news at all we knew that i wonder why he i guess now is he just have to not be in houston 
Like, if, I wonder why he's so... We don't even really talk about that aspect of it, that he wasn't going to play last year anyway right. because he was kind he of was being so ready a to get out of diva about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just it's just interesting now. New GM, new coaches, and he's not even interested. He got no, I hate all this in. because I was the biggest Watson fan, even to the point where I would talk about how the folks at Clemson love him because he's such a great guy and all this. Yeah. He's great on the field. He's great, great off, off the, the field. field. Ha, ha, ha. And now I'm not going to say that about uh, somebody I don't know ever again because this is what happens. Let me ask Chandler a question about Deshaun Watson. If the Carolina Panthers were to land Deshaun Watson, how many years would it take for us to for the conversation to open up is Deshaun Watson the best quarterback in Panthers history? How many seasons would it take? You are just looking to be mad about something. No, I would, I'm not, I think this is a legitimate question. Like at if least, he comes in and four. he does that twelve and five, at least four, and then he does another, and you go, you think no, at least it four? would take like yeah. My question well, is, what I'm can he do what for Cam our did. team? But like, can the, he do both? Can he throw the ball? And can he run the ball like Cam Newton did? His first three, or at least throw been in the, the league, ball better than Cam. Newton. He's only been in the league four years. He's had three very successful seasons, right? So imagine if he put three more together and had three playoff appearances. What I'm not saying is the best in Carolina's history, but the best one we've had quarterback we've had. Like, is he? How many years is it going to take for him to be in a conversation where you're saying, you know what, he is not only as talented, but as accomplished as a Cam Newton? So you say four. I uh, think it's three. Three sounds about right. At, well, the way the world is now, it could be one or two because we. It's like what yeah. happened yesterday. But legitimately, I would say three really good like playoff division winning years. Right. Yeah. One more question. I love questions. How many years with Deshaun Watson will it take for the conversation to open up that Matt Rule is the best coach in Panthers Jeez. history? Oh, that's what I'm worried about. Well, here's my here's my take with Deshaun Watson and the I have a question you know, after this. Quarterback. Love questions. You know, him potentially being the best quarterback. And we're saying this, and he's not even on the Carolina Panthers yet. I don't even know if he'll be a Carolina Panther. Forty eight hundred yards, seventy percent. Hypothetically you look at the weapons that he has with the Carolina Panthers. Who did Cam Newton have in his career? Other than Steve Smith in his later years of his career, other than maybe Kelvin Benjamin before he fell off the face of the earth? No one. I mean, I think that's cool. I mean, I do think that's cool. I mean, look, I've been defending Cam more than anybody, but guess what? No one's going to care. Deshaun Watson comes in here, throws 40 touchdowns for two years in a row. Panthers make an NFC championship. <laughs> Oh my God! They will forget. Oh, trust me. I'm telling you, Cam look, he's really good, and he's very young. He's 26. He's got a long, you know. Is that think about that? He could come in and have 10 years good football. Uh, my question is, who's the best coach in Panthers history? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say John Fox. Chandler, I kind of want to go. I'm gonna go with, Ron, gonna Rivera. Go with R- Ron Rivera. Yeah. They're like the same coach. Right. They kind of are defensive. You got... I'm going to go with Mark... Uh, what was his name? The, one of our first coaches? Schottenheimer? No. 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 It was uh, uh, not Dan Reeves. Dom Capers. Dom, Dom, Dom Capers, but we also had... Uh, we had a Reeves. There was we? a defensive coordinator for the Packers. Marty Schottenheimer? 
Was he not a Panthers coach at one time? It really bugs me when, like, yeah, I know your age, but, like, Marty Schottenheimer is like a – he's not a legend, but he's a great coach. You never had Marty Schottenheimer as a coach. I, I thought we did. You had George Seifert. That's who he's talking about. But I don't know if he was defense. He was like – Tom Capers, George Seifert. George Seifert. And then um, – Then John Fox, Fox. Right? Yeah. And who was after Fox? Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. So that's the whole coaching lineage for the Panthers? Yes. Oh, no. One other great one. The greatest of all. What What year? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Tony, that's a good place to wrap it up. Okay. It's a very Enjoyed good place. Enjoyed it. Matoxin. Dakota Matoxin. Hey, Dakota Matoxin to you, sir. Same to you. Dakota Matoxin. Dakota Matoxin. Dakota Matoxin. Uh, we will take a time out when we return. <laughs> Warren Saba joins us, former pirate. Love talking to Warren. Great interview. And uh, we'll find out what he's up to signing with the Michigan Panthers of the USFL. Also, we'll make you a winner. We got Bush Latte to give away. Update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. My Dubuck. My team I'm going to have going way too far in the tournament, maybe winning it all. Arkansas, a 12-point winner over LSU. Knew that. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right. Thanks, Shirley Rhodes. I still can't believe they missed two free throws like that at the end of the game. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, update scores going on now. Middle Tennessee and UAB in a good one. The Blue Raiders are up 60 to 59. 43 seconds left to go in that one in the semifinal in the Conference USA. Tulane 40 to 34 over Temple in the American quarterfinal. Arkansas just finished off a win over LSU in the SEC tournament. And uh, that's about it going on right now. We got other games tipping off. Uh, Akron and Toledo in the MAC will get underway here in a moment. And then we have to wait till six o'clock for the next tip offs, including Mississippi State and Tennessee in the SEC tournament. Those scores uh, provided by the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and uh, presented by the Buck. The Buck. The Buck. Uh, by the way, coming back from the break. Awesome live read by Shirley Rhodes with the tiebreakers live read. I'll be at the breaker watching Duke and Miami at 7 o'clock. All right, go you. Need Miami to pull out another one tonight against the Dukies. Also saw, I believe, Ryder, or I'm sorry, St. Mary's has uh, scored a run, and it is 5-2 to two or 6-2. to two. Do we have an update from Clark LeClaire? 
five to two. Five to, five to two. Thank you. And Shirley softball. ECU you got down five nothing early, but have uh, come back right. Yeah, they are now trailing by just one run. Five to four is the score. We're in the top of the third inning. All right. Thank you for those updates on the Buck scoreboard. The Buck, the Buck, the Buck. All right. Let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and talk some football with Warren Saba, former Pirate, and now going to be playing in the USFL. Some big news. We'll talk about it with the former ECU DB. Warren, I uh, appreciate your time. How you doing today, man? I'm great. What's going on? Hey, bud. All right, Warren, I uh, got some big news. Uh, it was announced uh, just yesterday that you were drafted in the supplemental draft by the Michigan Panthers of the USFL uh, to play defensive back for Michigan in year one of the USFL. So, first of all, Warren, congratulations. How did all this uh, transpire, Warren? How long has this uh, been in, in, in the talks for you? Um, Honestly, it, it actually happened pretty quickly uh, after the hula bowl. Uh, uh, me and my agent, we just thought it would be a good idea to enter my name, uh, you know, in a draft. And, uh, to, you know, and, uh, they called me. I, I think I think they called me on Tuesday to let me know they was going to pick me. Uh, I was just waiting on them to make it official, and uh, and they did. So that was, that, uh, that was a blessing for sure. No doubt. Uh, and, Warren, uh, now that you, you have that gig landed, what does that mean for, like, Pro Day and – you know, other teams getting a look at you. Are you going to participate in, in Pro Day at ECU coming up? Uh, the plan is to, to participate in the Pro Day, yes. Uh, just got to, uh, me and my agent, we just got to talk and, and figure out a plan for everything. But uh, I can still uh, get picked up by an NFL team uh, this year in the draft and, uh, and participate uh, with them. Right. Okay. That that was my question. Are you kind of locked into this, or are there still other opportunities out there? But uh, this is fantastic that you'll have this, uh, Warren. Now, when did you become um, educated on and aware of the USFL? Did, did you know about it heading into the Hula Bowl, uh, or did you hear about it afterwards? Uh, yeah, I knew they were starting up the league, but uh, I didn't think I had a chance uh, until. Uh, at the at the hula bowl, uh, yeah. USFL USFL reps uh, were actually there also. So uh, I, I got to sit down and talk to them, and uh, and uh, you know, get information on the league and, and how I got to what I got to do to uh, to apply and everything like that. And Warren, you are were looked at as a team leader here, somebody that the other guys looked up to, and a, a similar guy like yourself is also going to be in the USFL from East Carolina, and that's Garrett McGinn, who's got a shot at the pros, and now he's going to be trying to get back there. But uh, first, he'll, he'll be playing with the uh, New Jersey team, and uh, and Garrett McGinn uh, spent a lot of years here at East Carolina, like I said, a leader. And you, uh, you know, different position, a lot different player, but kind of a similar deal off the field for East Carolina. Kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I actually played with Garrett uh, yeah. his last year. So his senior year uh, was my first year. He's he a good dude. Uh, definitely going to, you know, chop it up after the game uh, when we played him for sure. Uh, it's always good uh, seeing guys that you uh, played with, uh, you know, accomplish their goals as well. So uh, big ups to him. So, Warren, what's this next uh, – what's on the calendar for you? You know, this league is going to get underway, but you got to, you know, report, have some type of training camp. So, uh, what, what about all that? What's your, your schedule look like? Um, Jeez. <laughs> uh, 
this all happened yesterday. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, right now, uh, I'm still uh, training down here in, uh, in Florida. Yeah. Florida Pro Day, uh, specifically, uh, you know, just trying to stay in shape and, and work on technique and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think I report uh, to Alabama uh, the 22nd of this month, actually. So... And Warren, what's it been like for you? We last talked to you when you were about to participate in the Hula Bowl. What's it been like, you know, being out of school and, and kind of just training, looking for your next opportunity? Is that what every day's been about, just trying to, to get that body better and, and try to uh, stay in shape? Yeah, yeah, every day, most definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this every day, go hard and, and, and you, know, you know what you're working towards. So, I mean... It's just that's the motivation to get up out the bed and, and, and chase your dream. So that's what I've been doing. It says uh, on the official Michigan Panthers Twitter, Warren Saba, position DB. And and we know from your time here, Warren, that you'll do a lot of different things. You'll, you know, play some safety, play some corner, uh, play that hybrid position. So you're pretty good no matter what they, uh, they have you do there in Michigan, right? You, you can play a lot of different spots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, once I get the get the book and 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 look at it and and pick up on on my job, then you know it, it feeds off into you know getting other roles. But uh, uh, my main thing is to to get there and uh, and to dominate my my job and and and, and do it as as best as I can. Warren, uh, I like to ask former players this, and, and a lot of them are more removed from it than you are. You are uh, this is your first off season not with the Pirates, but what do you miss about not being at these? Uh, you know, Bryce Williams, former Pirate, calls it Hell Week, but but the mat drills and all that was going on, and then we got spring football beginning on Tuesday. So, what do you miss, and what do you not miss uh, about being with the team at this part of the uh, football calendar? Um, shoot, uh, I guess being out there, uh, I don't miss being out there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's spring break at ECU and I'm, I'm with a couple of the guys right now, uh, you know, they just been telling me stories and, and everything was been going on. So I've been reminiscing a little bit, but, uh, but, but, uh, yeah, what I miss the most probably just being with my teammates yeah. and just having fun doing what we do. I always hear that. That's always the answer, Warren. And they say more so like the locker room, the the road games, just being around the guys uh, yeah, to a man. That, that's the answer every single time. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I think I talk to Sean Tucker every day on the phone. So I mean, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I guess I definitely miss the the, the boys for sure. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, just being out there getting yelled at. Uh, at <laughs> At five o'clock in the morning, I don't, I don't miss that at at all. Warren, uh, what coach went at you the hardest? Who was the uh, the biggest yeller out there? Oh come on, Coach Houston. Okay, the head man, the top man. Okay. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> no, yeah. Everybody, everybody just matches uh, the same the same energy. Uh, the coaches try to bring it and, and, and try to bring the best out of out of us. I mean, you know. Everybody out there, uh, you know, doing a doing a part to to help the team succeed. Warren, what was that transition like when he came in, and why did he? Because Mike Houston, every time he talks about a player, 
and we don't ask a question and he just brings up the player on his own it kind of perks our ears up and I remember him bringing up you quite a bit what 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 did you do to kind of get in his good graces early on because he, he seemed like he was a big fan of yours uh, early on and, and like I said you became a leader on this team so what was that transition like when he came in and, and what did you do to prove yourself to the new coach uh, the transition, I mean, you guys hear the stories, you know, uh, just, you know, just trying to, you know, change the program, uh, get get guys out of here, uh, you know, establish his, his discipline and, 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 and his philosophy. I mean, everybody heard the stories, you know, how, how the transition went and how it's going now, uh, it's, it's, it's nothing but up for ECU now. Uh, I don't think I, personally, I don't think I did anything, uh, you know, special. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm a good guy. You see, you see me and you vibe all the time. I, yeah. I got a personality that, uh, that is open for, for, for good energy and good vibes and, and, and coach, coach Houston is too. So, I mean, uh, we were a perfect match. <laughs> no doubt. And Warren, you're right. You do have uh, an infectious personality. What is that switch that flips on when you go on the football field? Because uh, you can't be this nice on the field, right? No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> game day is, is, you know, you tap into a whole other zone. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, how it happens or, or when it happens. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you can switch that mode from, from you know, cool all the time to, to game ready for sure, especially when you've been doing it for a long time. Warren Saber joining us. Warren, uh, let's talk about your, your Cleveland team. So We don't need to say much about the Browns, I guess, but the, the Cavs are having a good year. How about the Cleveland Cavs? 11 games over 500 right now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, definitely bringing, bringing it back to the city. Uh, I, I'm trying to catch the game at night. They play the Heat. Uh, I want to see them. I, I haven't seen the new team uh I haven't actually seen the Cavs since LeBron left. So, uh, <laughs> man, they got a lot of new faces uh, since you last seen them. Uh, you know, I definitely, you know, I watch it on TV. And yeah, I just haven't, haven't been to a game, but uh, you know, I see, I see the Commanders got uh, Carson Wentz. What you think? Oh, man, I don't know. He, he's better than what we had, but he is a turnover machine and kind of made a glass. So. Look, I, I'm always so negative, Warren. I'm going to try to have a positive outlook on it and say he's better than what we had and that if our defense plays like they did in 2020, then we got a chance to make the playoffs. How about that? Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I think. Y'all, y'all defense is top tier for sure, definitely on the, on the edges. Got to have Chase Young back healthy, and uh, that could change everything. So. Yeah, most, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I see you guys gave up running college, too. I, I thought that, I, that was a – that was a shock the move to me. Well, he that was a weird situation because from what I understand last year, they wanted him to kind of move down almost like a hybrid role, like you played a little bit, but play almost more linebacker than safety. He didn't want to do that. Uh, I think at this point in his career, he might be better at linebacker, but I don't know. Somebody's going to get a pretty good player. I like Landon Collins, so uh hate to see him walk away. Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, I'm just waiting on these on these boss moves from the Browns, man. I told you. <laughs> I told you they might be in the Super Bowl this year. Oh man. Keep saying it. It's gonna happen one day for you, Warren. There you go. <laughs> hey, good luck, man, Warren. Obviously we're gonna follow your career here and hey man, this is a great spot to be in on the ground floor. You're gonna be on national TV, so we'll get to see you out there making some plays. Uh, we're excited for you, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I appreciate the love and the support. Uh, as always and, and you know 
take me out for sure. Warren, we'll keep in touch and do it again down the road, man. Appreciate it. All uh, right, most definitely. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Warren Saber. Uh, awesome to talk to. Easy guy to root for. We'll be pulling for him. I said I was going to be a Generals fan for Garrett McGinn. Now we got to root for the Michigan Panthers uh, and Warren Saber, who will be playing DB for that team, uh, unless uh, he gets an NFL opportunity, uh, which is still on the table, uh, uh, perhaps as well with Pro Day and all that coming up. Uh, we have breaking news here at Pirate Radio, and a question that we have been uh, asking yeah. ever since yesterday during the watch along has now finally been answered. Well, you say finally; it didn't really take long no. <laughs> to be answered. Uh, and Stephen Igo uh, had it first. Uh, ECU has parted ways with head basketball coach Joe Dooley. So Joe Dooley is out had one year left on the deal you had the decision to make to either extend him or go a different direction and uh john gilbert and the administration has decided they're going to go a different direction so uh pirates once again going to be going through a coaching search just as they were a few years ago when they brought in joe dooley from florida gulf coast clip hmm this is march no, well, this is March. Yeah. But I have a song to honor old Joel Dooley. And it goes like sure this. you want to do this right now? <laughs> All right, what's your song? And it goes... A little something. Yeah, a little ditty. Yeah. That goes just like this. All right. Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful tribute. What the heck is that from, Chandler? Andy Griffith. Dooley. The Darlings. Uh, I am a, a Joe Dooley, the man fan, uh, because uh, he was great with us this year coming on Pirate Radio Live. We appreciate that and, uh, and, and talking to him each and every week. But, you know, this is uh, part of the business. He knows that. He's going to probably land a, a great gig as an assistant somewhere uh whether it be in college basketball maybe back at kansas who knows or maybe the nba been heard some stuff floating around about that potentially uh joining the association as an assistant coach so joe dooley out as head coach um i'll go ahead and, and say that there's been some chatter about if dooley goes you could probably <laughs> then so i had joe dooley leaving as the betting favorite now the betting favorite on some of the players leaving could be i don't know how what i'm trying to say right now it i think it's more likely now that you see players leave than stay and those players potentially being guys like tristan newton brandon suggs players like that uh hopefully john gilbert has a plan in mind you don't fire a, a coach without a plan ready to go so hopefully that happens somewhat quickly you bring him in maybe you can retain these players and 
uh get to recruiting locking up other guys to come here attacking the transfer portal obviously because that goes on every day so uh, you need somebody in here that is looking over that and trying to build the best possible roster for this next upcoming season but there's the breaking news here on this friday joe dooley out as head coach of ecu basketball all right let's take a time out we'll come back surely i uh, tell you what let's go ahead and make somebody a winner of this bush latte here i'm ready to get rid of it booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right bush latte on the line also a large two-topping pizza from domino's bush latte looks like latte tastes like bush light bush a limited edition 15 pack is on the line right now what color are we looking for shirley rose caller 12 must caller, be 21 or over must be 21 or over caller 12 317 uh this dually news took some heat off shirley rose we'll have to remind uh, ourselves to talk about something that happened with shirley earlier Shirley Early. Shirley Early. That's quite hilarious. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll talk to Greeny Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Radio Show. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to a guy that we might as well start worrying, uh, putting on our payroll here soon with all the beer money. That we're having to uh, put out here. Steve Hill. Steve Hill. Steve Hill was our winner for our Free Beer Friday. He walked away with a 15-pack of the limited edition Bush Latte Aluminum Bottles and a two-large, two-topping pizza at Domino's. Bush Latte looks like latte. Um, Tastes like Bush Light. Look for Bush Light at your favorite retailer today. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle, distributing since 1989, and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Steve is such a skilled caller that he basically calls his shots. He waits till Friday to win. And uh, that's got to frustrate a lot of people who struggle to get in. Uh, and he is basically doing the Babe Ruth up there. So Just pointing it out. You got to give him credit where, where credit is due. He just, the, the bush latte is out there, and he just points at it and says, that's mine. So, I mean, I like to root for the underdog, but I can still respect the, the, vet, the champion that gets it done time and time again. The hustle. Yeah. The grind. That's right. That's what it's all about. This is March. This is march joe dooley out as head basketball coach at east carolina um i received a photoshop picture of mike shashevsky on the sideline with an ecu shirt on he is retiring could he be he loves eastern north carolina he loves the east carolina people i just asked troy d he loves uh the the, the east coast could he be coming to coach east carolina what would coach k say about that i wonder Surely, if I said, no, Coach, are you? Uh, please, no. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. I had to ask. Um, some chatter in the Facebook chat. Let's see. Mike P says, Iona season has come to an end. Joe Dooley's out. 
Gilbert's landed Patino, obviously. Oh, okay. Done deal. Rick Patino. Al says 500 season first in 10 years. We are friggin' crazy. Who do we think we are? <sighs> kind of struggling with this thought of struggling struggling we're not used to winning regular seasons or a 500 overall season so we so we should be happy with that i guess in a way true but overall big picture are we happy with where we are certainly not losing the first game of the tournament again can't be happy with that can't be pleased with that can you bring in somebody to take us to another level? That is the million dollar question. Who does Gilbert have in mind to do that? Rick Flair. Um. Woo! <laughs> is that the answer? Yes. Okay. He is available. <laughs> he was going to go to AEW, but uh, is not. Scott says he does not think Coach K is coming to Greenville. No crap, Scott. Neither do I. Neither does anybody. It was a joke. I, this is not a good time. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's the Bonnie's lost. We got this coaching news. ECU lost yesterday. It's a stressful time, okay? I'm in a tough spot here. Trying to do a live show with a lot going on, okay? Let's all relax. Everybody calm down. Scott says Mark Turgeon's out there. More like Mark Turgeon. <laughs> Nobody wants Mark Turgeon, okay? We don't want Mark Turgeon. If you are a Mark Turgeon, I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be upset all over again. Who's on your short list? Who do you want to see become the next head basketball coach at East Carolina? Throw me some names. We'll wrap up the show with that, but right now we do have to chat with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. He joins us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Just making sure nothing's official here, if that was just a fan talking. Yeah, I don't think anything's official with Freddie Freeman. Uh, we go out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Greeny, appreciate you joining us here on this Friday. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. And, uh, Greeny, we were uh, trying to find some good news after ECU lost in their conference tournament on Thursday. And we had the Major League Baseball season uh, is going to be played as the, both sides came to an agreement. That was our first piece of good news our other piece of good news was harold varner the third was on top of the leaderboard at the players and had a two-shot lead at one point during our live show yesterday and we were just saying if he can kind of hang on through the weekend get a good finish uh, uh that would be awesome for harold and then the last two holes he goes from seven under to three under so what the heck happened on uh 17 and 18 for harold varner the third yesterday greeny well, you know, it's interesting. Um, he did not have a very good finish. He actually said, and, and I'll use the PG version, he said he was soiling himself when he stepped on the 17th tee. <laughs> no, it, it's a 146-yard shot. Pins in the back, and you know you can't hit it past that pin because it's going to go over the green into the water. Now, the difference this year is obviously soft conditions. They've had some weather. They're continuing to have weather as they're delayed. So, um you know, so you can kind of fire at that pin. Um, it was 146 yards clip. He only hit it 128 yards. So um, he kind of laid, we call that laying the sod over it. Um, and uh, that's what happens. I mean, players, Bruce Kepka has said that he never plays the 17th hole well. Yeah. So, you know, there are, there are guys that don't play it very well. There's other guys that, uh, 
that step right up and knock it on the green. You know, it's one of those holes where, you know, you got a wedge in your hand and you feel like you should hit it 10 feet from the hole every time. I think the guys that take a different approach and really just try and hit it at the center of the green and then try and two-putt from there, they tend to have more success there. But it, it's, it's really hit or miss. The guys either play it really well or they play it horrible. Uh, we'll see how this affects him the, the rest of the way if he ever gets back out on the golf course again. Yeah, is that an example of just like overthinking it, not trusting yourself, Greeny, when you get to those signature holes like that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've played Sog, TPC Sawgrass one time. And uh, I was playing my dad, who was a, a PGA professional, he's a club pro. And, uh, you know, he hit like a little, I said, what'd you hit? He said, I just hit a little easy nine iron. So I just hit a little knockdown pitch and wedge. Pin was in the back. My ball one hopped over and went into the water. <laughs> so I put another one down and I tried to hit it even easier. And I hit it right into the water. And I just said, that's it. <laughs> so, that's what happens. You, yeah. you start like, uh, maybe I can hit this shot. Maybe I can hit this shot, you know. Well, if I choke it down a half an inch and I take an 80% swing, I'm going to hit it 144 yards, and that's going to be perfect. And the next thing you know, a gust of wind comes up and it knocks the ball down and goes in the water anyway. So, you know, just play for the middle of the green, take your three, and get out of there. Because if you make four threes on that hole, you're probably going to pick up ground on the field. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Tommy Fleetwood uh, at the top of the leaderboard with a couple of others at six under par, HV3, three under right now. And have we missed anything? At the time of this recording, Greeny, play has been suspended. Have we missed anything on day two of this tournament? No. Uh, you know, my dad, it's very funny. Again, I mentioned my dad. He lives about an hour south there. The The rain is literally like five miles north of his house. And mm. it's just been consistent. Yeah. And when I talked to him earlier down there, he's like, they may not finish the second round until Sunday at this point. Oh, wow. so, I mean, this is going to be a huge delay for the Players' Championship, which is unfortunate because this golf course, you know, we saw at the Arnold Palmer last week how difficult a golf course can be when it plays firm and fast and it's got some rough. This course at Sawgrass can be even more difficult when it gets firm and fast and there's some rough up than than the uh, than Bay Hill can be. So, man, we were shaping up to have a, a really difficult back-to-back week down in the Florida swing, um, and, you know, this weather has just kind of killed the Players' Championship. Yeah, so what does that mean? Like, I've seen NASCAR races ran on Monday, and there's always, like, a, a cutoff time. All right, if we don't get it in by this day, we got to head to the next track. How about golf? I mean, do they shave off a round are they going to play it regardless is there a, a cutoff day like how does that work uh with this kind of being the uh, the level of golf tournament that it is i mean when you looked at you know you and i always talk about world golf ranking yeah and this one this one of was actually the fourth highest rated tournament last year so uh i believe it actually gets in front of the masters so that's how good this field of golf is wow so with it being kind of considered the fifth major, you really want to get it in. So I wouldn't be surprised if they rolled into Tuesday if they had to. I don't think you'd go beyond Tuesday without cutting down a round. Speaking of those world golf rankings, looking at it right now, Harold Varner III is 48, trying to stay in that uh, top 50, right, Greeny, where he could be a uh, participant in the Masters. Is that the, the key number there he's trying to get inside? Yeah, the top 50 in the world are automatically in at Augusta, so I forget what the what day the cutoff is, but it's coming up fairly soon. There's a couple of different things. There's a couple of cutoffs. He uh, he might actually, after this weekend, make it into that window. Um, so there's like a, a cut maybe after the Players' Championship, and then there's another cutoff the week before the Masters. So, uh, 
Uh, it's always interesting to see how the Masters field plays out because, um, you know, the field size by Augusta is very much dictated by, you know, certain certain numbers. I mean, you know, if you've won this tournament, you won that tournament, you're in the top 50, you were in the top 50 at the end of the year. So there's a lot of different factors that go into shaping up that field. So uh, I don't know if we'll quite get to 100 this year, but it, maybe it's got a, a little bit more possibility of getting closer to 100, which is a large field for the Masters. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, uh, it seems like there's not much on the the Phil Mickelson front this week, although I did see a headline that said PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan said he uh, would like to sit down and talk to Phil Mickelson. Uh, um, I guess that meeting uh, has not happened yet. Greeny, is there anything new there? Well, there was speculation that maybe Phil was not playing. He was taking a break from the game because he had, in fact, been suspended by the PGA Tour the PJ Tour does not release any fines or suspensions that it implements on players. Uh, that's part of the transparency, I think, that that uh, Phil was talking about. Hmm. You know, from that from that standpoint, they're almost being very respectful of the players. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods was probably one of the most fine people on the PJ Tour because generally the microphone picked up any bad words the Tiger said, so uh, you get fined for that stuff. But um, you know, the fact that they have not spoken may speak volumes, and the fact that if he hasn't been suspended and he's not playing, when they do speak and when he does try and come back, does he get suspended for what he's done? Um, there's nothing laid out specifically that said he should get suspended, but, you know, if your actions are detrimental to the tour, there's a, probably an open enough clause in there that could, you know, suspend Phil for a while. Um, you know, do we see Phil at Augusta because it's not necessarily a PGA Tour run event? It's recognized by the PGA Tour, but it's not a PGA Tour event. It's its own event. The PGA Championship in May, which he's the defending champion of, is also a co-event with PGA Tour, but it's run by the PGA of America. So those would be the two tournaments that you might see Phil Mickelson. He's a champion of both of those, so it would be interesting to see how this all plays out as we get closer to the Masters in April. Good stuff. Mark Greenheld's joining us today on the program. Greeny, North Carolina, and Duke could have a rematch from last Saturday when North Carolina ruined Coach K-Day there in Cameron. This time, it would be up at the Barclays Center with the ACC tournament not in Greensboro this year, and uh, right now, Duke has to get through Miami. North Carolina has to be Virginia Tech tonight for that to happen uh, but we could see that rematch how about I don't know Greeny does it lose some buzz when it's out of the state of North Carolina how much are, are folks uh, and you're in the Charlotte area uh, talking ACC tournament right now yeah well I mean I'm, I'm coming up on 30 years living in the Charlotte area and I remember very early on when I got here um, you know it's funny this is always the time of year when realistically Charlotte area gets the most snow traditionally and I remember going to the ACC tournament here in Charlotte in, the, in snowstorms before. So I think it does lose some of the luster. I mean, you only really have BC and Syracuse that are even you know remotely close to where it's being played. So it does kind of take some of the shine off. You don't get the traditional fans and the support that you've usually gotten from it. So, you know, it's kind of almost the out of sight, out of mind thing when you get to the ACC tournament. But it, it will be interesting to see how Duke responds. Um, they did not respond very well to the pressure of pay, playing in Coach K's last home game, how are they going to respond to playing in Coach K's potentially last ACC championship game? 
And then how do they respond going forward? Because after that, every game could be Coach K's last. To yeah. lose. There's a lot of pressure. There's, unfortunately, there's a lot of pressure on those Duke players, and they haven't responded very well to it so far. Yeah, that's a good point. Mark Greenheld joining us. Looking forward to Selection Sunday. We'll have that for you this Sunday on Pirate Radio. And then wall-to-wall coverage of the NCAA tournament next Thursday, Friday, and on throughout the tournament right here on Pirate Radio. And coming up tomorrow, 8 a.m., we'll have the Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, what do you guys have on tap for tomorrow? Uh, we're going to talk a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about uh, how to improve your putting. I know it's hard to do on air, but we'll do our <laughs> best. We're going to uh, catch up with uh, Dave Friedman and talk a March Madness preview selection Sunday. And since we are the Players' Championship, we're going to talk to Hal Sutton, who is a two-time champion nice. of the Players' Champion. If you remember, he's the one that took down Tiger Woods back in 2000. The old be the right club today is what Hal said on the 18th hole. So, uh Anybody that takes down Tiger in his prime, uh, man, you want to get him on the air, and he's a great interview all the time. Yeah, that should be awesome. Uh, coming up Saturday, Golf Shop Radio Show right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, enjoyed it as always, man. We will check in with you again. We won't have a show next Friday. Might try to track you down maybe Wednesday, Greeny, but uh, if not, uh, we'll talk to you again uh, shortly down the road. Yeah, do it Wednesday. Maybe they'll finish the players' tape. <laughs> so have a good weekend. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Joe Dooley has been fired for a second time as the head basketball coach at East Carolina. ECU going a different direction after the Pirates falling in the AAC tournament on Thursday. Uh, Robert on Facebook Live says this is a total goat rodeo for Pirate basketball. It could be a total goat rodeo. He says, who will ECU go get now? I thought Dooley did a great job with what he had, shaking my head. Again, I I keep going back to what are the expectations for Pirate basketball? Is it to be a a nine seed with a 500 record? I mean, are you content with that? Is the thought that maybe if he stayed and Newton and Suggs were back and you had a couple pieces, you could be more top five of the league next year? I don't know. Well, I mean, what kind of success can you compare it to in the history of ECU basketball as well? Yeah, if we're going off ECU basketball terms, then this year was a successful season. I mean, you Um, finished 500. If you're going entire landscape of college basketball, you want the team to be a lot better and to play in a few days in the tournament and to try to get to a postseason tournament. Well, the one thing I remember, and I can't remember who it was that said it, when Joe Dooley was first hired and brought in, uh, when he made his return, I mean, um, you know, and I can't remember who it was. Somebody, I just remember someone saying, if Joe Dooley can't do it here at ECU, then no one can do it here at ECU. Okay, now, having said that, then... Four years later, he's now out the door. So the question is, who is going to come in and get whatever the expectation is for basketball done? I mean, if Joe Dooley's, you know, his level of success here isn't enough, then who do you bring in that's going to surpass that? Yeah. I mean, and who's going to want to come here at this point? You've got a, a lot of young, hungry coaches looking for their first job that would come here. You've got guys that have been uh so so basically what we're looking at is the next coach that is you know basically the job is going to be a stepping stone type of job ecu is always going to be a stepping stone job 
Well, I'd, I'd like I'd like to think at some point you'd like to have some coach that would like to stay here. Well, I mean, first thing we got to do is win. Well, yeah, that's we got to want somebody to stay here. Yeah, but you 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 could go the young up and comer route that's going to be hungry, that's going to just recruit his tail off, bring in talent. You could go the scarlet letter route with guys that have been shamed at other places and kicked out of the industry for a year or two, like a you know a Greg Marshall or whatever. We saw Rick Pitino do that at Iona. I don't know if anybody wants to touch Tom Crean at this point because he is uh, he was brutal down at Georgia, but a name like that, a retread guy. So there are people that are going to want a job out there. Now, surely it's not the most attractive job in college basketball. Of course and not. And it's not in the top 50, 100 but I think I think having Joe job. Dooley here brought some level of respectability to the job. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, certainly. Uh, again, it all comes down to like what what do you think ECU basketball should be? Should it be better than it is now? I hope it can be better than it is now. We, I mean, take a look at the attendance. What it was, what it was before, uh, to what it is now. Now, I, and best, I'm not counting. Uh, I'm not counting the COVID years. We had the best student attendance this yes, year than we've absolutely. had in a long time. So that is so, a good thing. So what is you know where is that coming from? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a obviously this it's some success at home. Uh, we haven't been able to to really do a whole heck of a lot on the road, and you know consistency is always the key. You want you know want to have some level of consistency, but uh, you know I don't know. Maybe it's just me kind of looking at it from a standpoint of just I thought he was doing a decent job. I you know I'm not expecting him to you know be a world beater immediately i knew that this was going to be a long-term type of situation where we had to you know get some pieces and i thought we were getting some pieces yeah i mean he's basically done two rebuilds since he's been here and 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 i think it's been infinitely harder this time around and uh, i think he did do a a good job for ecu standards they did i guess the standard is is set higher there's also that thing about and and we won't know how true it is maybe um we'll get some word from one of the parties but it just sounds like there was a big disconnect between Dooley and the administration and that's never a good thing Mm -hmm. if you're on the fence about giving an extension or firing a coach um asked about uh, kendall uh, kendall says wonder if any players consider staying you know, who knows? Maybe that decision's already been made. Maybe if you bring in a guy that they're on board with, they will stick around. Uh, LV says Lavelle Moten at Central. Dude can coach that's and a, recruit. That's actually not a bad idea. His name was brought up uh, back when Dooley was hired a few years ago. Uh, Jay says, I'm sure Gilbert has him a man already come, uh, ready to come in. So. You would hope so. You don't. You just, would. You would most certainly hope so. You don't fire a guy if you're you're not ready to replace him. And uh, we went through that in football a few years ago, and maybe not just one, but like a short list uh, of people you think will come in and do a better job of the previous coach. That is, you know, sounds obvious, but some ads fire coaches without a plan. Mm, we've seen it. Before. Yeah, we've seen that before too. All right. Um, Let's take another break, Shirley. We'll come back. We'll have more Pirate Radio Live. If you have a comment uh, on Joe Dooley, you can call in 317-1250, or we'll read your responses on Facebook Live. I need to pull up the YouTube chat as well. See if we'll anybody... also give you uh, an update on ECU baseball and All softball right. here shortly. We'll have some updates for you on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Another go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was another down day. The uh, Dow was down 229 points at 32,944. NASDAQ fell 286 points and closed the week out at 12,843. And the S&P was down 55 at 4,204. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. See what the national folks are saying about the news that Joe Dooley is out as head basketball coach at East Carolina. Matt Norlander, uh, senior writer, uh, CBS Sports, says this was expected for a few weeks. A name I've heard as a viable candidate for the East Carolina job, Tennessee assistant Mike Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you. Uh, obvious connection there with Gilbert in Tennessee. Uh, I've heard that name. I've also heard that if East Carolina was indeed to go a different direction, another Tennessee assistant's name uh, could be a possible candidate. Justin Ganey, and I said, well, he, well, I know that name. He was a point guard for NC State. That is the same Justin Ganey. Um, he is an assistant. He also has a son playing at North Carolina Upstate or South Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina Upstate, who is a good player. And the chatter I heard weeks ago, or whatever was, you know, Ganey, if he gets a head job, would take his bring his son with him. So that would almost be a player coach deal. It sounds like if you bring him in as head coach so uh, you know i kind of heard those names and it's easy to make that connection with tennessee but now matt norlander from cbs sports putting out that mike schwartz uh could be a name you hear as far as a target for john gilbert and this administration um oh my goodness middle tennessee and uab are tied at 82 in double overtime with three seconds left Middle Tennessee is going to try to get off a shot, and they can't even do that. And we are headed to triple overtime in the Conference USA semifinal between – wait a minute. Is this the final final? No, it's a semifinal. What's confusing is it says Middle Tennessee is a one seed and UAB is a two seed, but they're meeting in the semifinal. Okay. Anyway, Conference USA, different animal. Uh, they will be heading into triple overtime with the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by the Buck. Baseball update. What do we got, folks? Hit the button. <laughs> Hit the button. Uh, first of all, you say the Buck. The Buck. ECU wins at 7-2. They take game one of the series. Garrett Saylor. Oh, wow. Already over? Yes, already over. Garrett Saylor shuts the door. Ah, AMAC with a home run. In less the... than three hours. Love yep. it. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Shirley, what do we got softball-wise? <laughs> <laughs> ECU. Shannon, let's see. Let's see. ECU won seven to nothing. Good. They, good. They news. run ruled the team. Awesome. The team. Good news for Shirley. We don't have a lot of time to get into this. We got to take another timeout. ECU won their first game today. Yes. Um, in extra innings. ECU started their next game. Shirley was keeping an eye on it and said they were playing against Bryant. Shirley noticed though, after two innings of play. 
They hadn't updated the scoreboard. It still says East Carolina is playing Ryder. Somebody needs to fix that. And I thought the scoreboard had gotten stuck because it uh if you've ever worked up there every now and then the scoreboard will get stuck we just can't change out the name so we'll just keep it but we know ecu and brian are right i tell you what scoreboard doesn't get stuck that is the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck shirley then realized she was watching the game that just ended from the start (laughs) (laughs) and she came out and told chandler and i and said i'm human i make mistakes but i I am also a dumbass and i have been watching the game that ended a few minutes ago from the beginning (laughs) (laughs) i watched it for like an hour and a half i'm like a lot of the game went on yeah and i was like what is going on so i checked the ecu softball (laughs) twitter page and it just so happened that 28 seconds prior, they said, so-and-so hit a home run. It's now 6 nothing East Carolina. And I'm like, wait a minute. Nuh-uh, because it says 5-4. I'm watching the game. That so, is disrespectful because that is misinformation on the Buccaneer Music Hall yeah, scoreboard. And I flipped back over and realized that it was replaying the game <laughs> from earlier today. All right. But we've made the correction, uh, and the good news is East Carolina won two softball games today. Yes, they did. They and will a baseball not. Game. Yeah. Now they'll play again tomorrow. Obviously, weather pending. All right. Take a time. Our final timeout. Come back. Wrap it up on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 54,000 followers today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, Joe Dooley out as head basketball coach of the East Carolina Pirates. Uh, More on that Monday. Our Players Lounge coming up Monday. We'll recap the ECU baseball weekend and get you ready for Tuesday's opening of ECU spring football. So we got all three of the uh, the big sports and more coming your way on Monday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Have a fantastic sports weekend. A ton going on. Hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.